And welcome to the final DeathStoreProds.com video games podcast of 2016. Woo! Yay. We made it, basically. Yay. As For always, now. I'm your host, Dead Man. Joining today, we have Ziploc Bob. Hello! And Alex. Hello, everybody. Yeah. It's been a bit of a year. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm glad this year's coming to a fucking end. Yep. And uh, just... Are you sure about that? Because, you know, tw- 2017 could be worse. Yes, but it could be better. So let's let's spin it that way, okay? It no, could let's, be let's, hope it's, let's hope it's not as bad. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm not going to get into all the crap that happened, but there was a lot of tragedies that happened over this past year. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm hoping things get better <laughs> for anybody who is wondering, Hey, what you guys going to be doing for game of the year? If you are a new person to this podcast, uh, we don't really do game of the year, uh, being that we are a smaller outlet to buy all the games ourselves. We can't afford to play all the big releases and we don't play. And like, I don't go ahead. It's like, I can tell you that like game of the year, for like someone up, someone our size, there's no fucking way we don't got that much money <laughs> or time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's something that we've it's something that I've kind of felt from the beginning of the site is that being the size that we are, we can't really play enough games out there in order to make a proper and informed decision about which game is the best of the year. Hmm. We can't play the big games, but we're not hipsters or anything like that. Yeah, we can't we're just yeah. broke. Yeah, we can't play the big games, and there are way too many small games coming out in order to properly look at all those. And we and we can't just say, "Hey, small developers, give us your codes," because we have we can give you literally dozens of people worth of traffic. Yes. Send us a, send uh, us a code for your game, and maybe one person will think about buying in on a Steam sale one day. Huzzah! Yeah, right. That and I think uh, the statistic I read uh, last week. Was like forty percent, close to forty percent. It's like thirty-seven, thirty-eight, something like that. But close to forty-seven percent of the games that are on Steam right now were released this year. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. So, holy shit! <laughs> um, it is goddamn <laughs> insane how many fucking games get released on Steam. But yeah, we can't. We just kind of can't at the size we are. But hey, if you were to support us by checking out, by checking out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dprods, link in the sidebar, then maybe we might be able to next year. I don't know. Yeah, our, our current goal is to where I can finally quit eating spam all the fucking time and can actually afford decent food. Yeah, like ramen. Yeah, or macaroni. Like ramen or craft macaroni or... Yeah, some, get some craft. No, not even craft. I'm talking like great value. Hi, yo, I got myself some selection craft dinner. Just you know, since I'm Canadian, no matter what, I call yeah, mac I and cheese craft dinner. That's what that's what the bare naked ladies call it. Yep, it's ban. Did you know they're they, Canadian band? Yeah. Did you know bare naked ladies was originally called free beer? 
No. Yeah, it was it was because of the marquee. Just just, know that. just like in any bar, just tonight only free beer. I don't. I know My grandma thought they were like a stripper <laughs> band or something. And, and then, then and then, then like yeah, and then like a too many bars, too many like local bars and stuff where they were like get, where they like started getting traction. Too many bars got pissed off because everybody kept saying, "Hey, where's the fucking free beer? There's a free beer on the sign." So they changed the name to Bare Naked Ladies. So the marquee instead of reading free beer, free beer said tonight only Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've won Juno uh, Awards. Uh, Canada. All right. Uh, I love I love the land of Canada and some of the shit we get from there. Especially I the went Roxy. there once. It was nice and clean. Yeah. But anyway, video games and stuff. The air was nice. Video game and stuff. Yes. Yes, Alex. What are you even playing? All right. So, um, I, I know I noticed on my backlog I never finished Final Fantasy IV: The After Years, so I decided to do that. Uh huh. Okay. And uh, I'm I'm very conflicted. I've never been this conflicted in a game before. You never been. Why Why are you conflicted? Because 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 I, I've played so, four, but I've never played the After Years. So I, all right, piqued my interest, sir. All right, let's see. So. I'm telling you, come at me like I like I'm Jon Snow. I know nothing. Okay. Do you like Kane? Yeah. Do you like Rydia? Yeah. Okay, good because the game is pretty much all about them. <laughs> but I like the other characters too. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah no, no. Like, um, basically, it's like, hey, these are these are the ex- p- p- characters that have gotten extremely popular throughout the years. We're just gonna whore them out as much as we can. And here's a few new characters. But they don't really do much either. Ah, oh, hell yeah, dog. We get that fucking... We get all that fucking money. Yeah. Yeah. So, basically, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, basically, Kane is the main character, sort of. Alright, it's it's div- it's divided into chapters with different characters. and Because uh, it was originally a mobile phone game. And they released it, you know... Yeah, like every couple months or so. Yeah. So, um, but it's pretty much done completely with all the resources from four. So yeah. uh, you basically, you know, you basically just retrack four, fight the same bosses, fight the same enemies, you know, stuff like that. Uh, it's it's set like twenty years after FF four, so all the characters have kids. You'd think that Cecil's son would be the main character, but after his chapter, he kind of, you know, falls falls by the wayside for the all-popular Kane and Rydia. Hi! Those are characters, I think. Yeah, no, they're like, they're the most, but like, Cecil himself is barely in the game. Although he does get a pretty important arc towards the end, but, like, he spends most of the game brainwashed. <laughs> And then unconscious. <laughs> Fuck you, swear. Um. Here is your main character. Oh, he's unconscious. He's not the main character anymore. I mean, to be fair, you know, he did get a whole game to himself. Yeah, this is more of the sides. Pretty stuff. much. Um, not that this is a sequel. If, I mean, it was, he- if it was a side story, then it'd be something else. Yeah, well, it it is a sequel. It's it's a sequel, but uh, you know his story is pretty much done. He gets um, th- there's a thing where like he runs into his dark knight self again, and 
he's like, you, you threw me away for 20 years and it doesn't really make any sense because, you know, that was the whole point of four was he had to give up that side of himself. And now he's like, oh, I guess darkness is okay too. And that pretty much only came up because of Kingdom Hearts. Deciding that darkness is okay. Darkness is cool, you guys. It's cool. Yeah, there's not, nothing wrong with darkness. And then Golbez comes back. Uh-huh. And he's a playable character. Huh. And it's really weird. Okay, for a second. I'm walking around in your party. For a second, I thought you said Goldez. And I was what like, wait, say? is that Goldar's brother? No, no, no. Golbez, he was, he, was he was the bad guy of FF4. It's funny from, you say that because I just watched a retrospective on the history of Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, no. Linkara? No, he was he was a bad guy of FF4, yeah. and then it turned out he was brainwashed at the very end. Whoa, my word! So, you know, yeah, like like usual. So, uh, oh my god! So 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 uh, so I, so I'm trying to get my thoughts together because this is this is really all right. So basically, the story is uh, aliens invade the Earth. They send weird, unbeatable little girls that you have to keep fighting. Every, every single chapter, you pretty much fight like the same girl. Ow, and she sorry. always... What was that? It scared me for a second. That was my mic stand. That was my mic stand falling the fuck apart. Oh, I thought I <laughs> thought the creepy girls from the after years had broken into your house. <laughs> and are killing no, there's you already more spells. than enough estrogen here. I'm good. Well, that's why I said breaking so, in, not being so, invited in by you. Yeah, so so the story goes, uh, this girl breaks into the land of summons, steals all the summons so Rydia can't use them. She, she spends most of the game like having to use black magic, which is you know a little different from FF4, where by the time you got her back, you just use nothing but summons. Yeah, then breaks everybody's mic stands, and, uh, it's fucked. You okay? <laughs> so basically, every chapter oh, no, is, is it, it, every chapter the is they try to save a crystal from the girl, they fail. You know, all the crystals get taken again. While you're basically replaying the the story of FF4, complete with the characters pointing out, "Hey, didn't we do the same thing twenty years ago?" It's like this is weird. I've done this before. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then they fight the same bosses that were there 20 years ago too. Yay. This is weird. I've done this before. It's almost like they're not they Didn't have nothing we but kill you. <laughs> yes, it's not it's almost like they had nothing but reused assets. Yeah, it's almost like the designers were lazy assholes. Pretty much. It's like, "Hey, this is going to print us money. Let's do it." Yay, money. Yeah, so so you so you complete all the chapters of which is pretty much nothing but failure after failure after failure, and uh, then you then they all reunite. They go back to the moon, which is the only area that is different because it's it's a, it's a uh, a different moon. Oh yeah, and uh, the the first moon from FF4 where the final boss was sealed. There's a chapter devoted to that where uh, all these crystals get broken and the final boss escapes. And the old guy from FF4 sends Golbez to Earth, and then the moon is teleported away, and that's the last you see of it for the rest of the game. Wait, the moon is teleported away? Like, that wouldn't have any effect whatsoever on, like, you know... No, because another moon showed up. Of the exact... Uh, you know. Another moon showed up that, the, that the, the new villains came in on. 
basically. That's convenient. Yes, it is. Yeah, so convenient, literally, guys. this, is, is, a, this is a case to where the villains would have destroyed the Earth if they just decided not to show up after the last guy left. Pretty much. So, so you go to the second moon. <laughs> you fight more bosses from FF4 ah, again. This is this is so dumb. It and is, but it's kind of beautiful in stupidity. Yeah, it is. Like, so, it, so does, fight, it does fight, sound well, like Power Rangers to me, though. Really? With with what? Just, just a little bit. It's like, yay, we got... Like, we've we've defeated Rita. Here's, here's, here comes Lord Zed. Something like that. No, no, it'd be like if Rita's plan was to take away the moon, so the moon goes away, and then somebody called fucking Regina Repulsa shows up with a different moon, and it's like, ah! No, her brother Roto shows up with another moon. (laughs) Well, to be fair, the the new villains were deliberately trying to release the old villain to uh, to make things even more complicated and to make it harder to stop them. So wait, wait, the the new solution was. (sighs) Go ahead. I think he's trying to process it, and it's not working. Yeah, so I know this this. So the crystals on the moon were destroyed to free the old villain. Then the moon disappeared. Then a new moon showed up with new villains whose plan was to release the old villain. No, 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 no. The the, the second moon showed up first, or at least they sent advanced agents from it as it was approaching the Earth mm-hmm. to release to shatter the crystals to release the old villain. So they'd have to spend let more time stopping the old villain. And not be able to stop their new plan. So what is their it's overall goal? Basically, they're going to try... To um, their overall the- goal... Their overall goal is to crash the... For some reason, they want to crash the new moon into the Earth. Because they've decided that humanity hadn't evolved enough. And it needed to be wiped out. Well, someone's been playing Majora's Mask. Yeah, pretty much. But- it turns out that the crystals were used by this alien who may or may not have also made the other FF worlds. They're a little vague on that. Uh, to monitor, like, the race's progress. And he decides that the FF4 planet is no good and he's going to, re- you know, reset it by crashing his moon into it. We're going to send Genova down to fuck up the life stream or whatever. Pretty much. It's like, I miss my mom, so I'm going to take my huge hate cock and fuck everything yeah. up. So so he so he releases Zeramis, the old villain, by shattering the crystals to try and, you know, make things even more complicated. Oh god damn it. This so so but instead the the old guy from FF four just sends Golbez to Earth and then makes the old moon leave. So <laughs> Zeramis can't, you know, do anything. But he makes also, the old you know, moon that, leave. That, yes, he makes the old moon leave the planet. So like Zeramis can't uh, get down to Earth. But you know, it's it's. I mean, this sounds absurd, but it's. Hold this, up! I'm but, not high enough for this. The the stranger thing is, you know, the fact that like the old villain is released, and okay. they never actually follow up with that for the rest of the game. It's just like they leave and they forget about they forget about that part. Be sure to catch the upcoming episodic release of Final Fantasy for the After Years, the follow up. Possibly, but it's been like five years, and I haven't really done anything. Maybe they were just—they thought it'd be more popular than it was, dude. It was seven. They sequel baited it, dude. It was seventeen years after the release of fucking the original Final Fantasy IV. 
they still have time to release this well, fucking third sequel and have it be timely. Final Fantasy IV is unusually popular. It's gotten, like, several re-releases. Yeah. I think it's one of the more best-selling FFs, actually, which is weird. You'd think it'd be, like, you know, seven. Anyways. See, I, I think it'd be, like, six, because that was my favorite. A lot of people like six, but I don't think it was really that popular in the grand scheme of things. True. But speaking of oh, speaking of six, so so you go up to the moon, you fight okay. a bunch of old bosses who randomly appear without context from FF four. Naturally, don't tell me that fucking don't tell me that fucking Kefka just shows up. No, no, not Kefka, but uh, other bosses from Final Fantasies one, two, three, five, and six are also there for no real reason. Okay, again, I am not high enough for this. <laughs> like, it's it's not Kafka, but it's like, you know, the, the octopus and uh, the train. Please tell me you can suplex the train. Uh, well, you can, Nobody can suplex the train, because so, nobody can Fuck. suplex anything, which is too bad. They should have added that in just so you could suplex the train. Yeah. The best so, part of Final Fantasy so, is the, how ridiculous that looked. So yeah, this 34 Final Dungeon, when they run out of bosses from FF4 to reuse, they reuse bosses... From the original 16 and 8-bit FFs. Even though some of it... And it also makes you realize that many of them are uh, very identical. Like the four elemental monsters of 4 and the four elemental monsters of FF1. And they even go, gee, these guys look kind of familiar. It's funny if we point it out, right? Yeah, yeah totally pretty fine. much. You know, so, it makes it funny when we point it out. And it makes it to where it's not lazy. Yeah. So at ha, this point, ha, I was half expecting... Look, we're pointing out this I was thing that we did before. Ju- <laughs> I was half expecting Genova to show up at this point, but uh, no, they didn't have anything from 7 on because there weren't convenient uh, you know, sprites already made. And then Sora shows up. In fact, in... Yeah, no. In fact, in the, in the iOS version, they cut all the recurring bosses out, apparently, and cut the dungeon in half. Because it's, it's a 3D game, so they didn't have, you know, reusable assets. To use, yeah. So, so technically, the iOS is the version is the least complete version of the game. Technically, yeah. Oh, yay! Cool. And it was released for mobile. God damn it! Yeah, originally. Yeah. It also cuts out. It also cuts out this mechanic where when you finish a chapter, there's an extra bonus dungeon for each chapter, which is like really difficult. That you're supposed to, that the idea idea is since there'd be like months between releases, you'd level grind and then get items from the dungeon. But when they're all released, they were all released in the PSP version and at one uh, set. So you know, there's really no point in bothering unless you really want the items. They are smart. And you, wanna, you know, go out of your way to level grind because they're right there. The iOS cut that out too for some reason. I don't know why. I guess I shouldn't play the iOS version because it it's cut because a lot of stuff they out. are smart. I think they were just too lazy. Smart. So anyway, so so you fight this boss who is this alien dude who comes out of nowhere and vaguely implies that, you know, maybe he created the other FF worlds, but maybe he didn't. You kill him. You go back and you, you kill him. You make his earth, his moon stop crashing into the earth. And then you go back down. You go back to earth. Story's over. Nothing important really happened. They just kind of retreaded. <laughs> they, they basically, they just, they just retreaded uh <laughs> Final Fantasy IV, again, <laughs> with a few different bosses. And I guess Kane. And I guess Kane gets, like... Kane has this thing where he basically um, 
retreads Riku's path from Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, where an evil version of himself shows up that he has to fight. Yeah. This sounds like an amazing video game. Yeah, no, it's a pretty... It's a pretty crappy game. At the same time, it is kind of nice to see, you know, it is kind of nostalgic in a way. It, it, it sometimes a little like too what nostalgic. I call a Disneyland game? No, it's uh it's like welcome to Disneyland theme park. Please please get in the queue, queue to fight the dungeon boss. So, okay, I mean, cool. some of the new characters could have been interesting, but uh, they didn't really get to do much. So here's a question for you. Would okay. you have gotten that same level of nostalgia just playing the regular version of Final Fantasy IV? I don't know. I mean, the thing is, Final it came with Final Fantasy IV. Like, it came with the the PSP collection. So you play, you could play Final Fantasy IV, and then you can play that. So uh, I guess it's just it's interesting to see the same world like twenty years later, even if they pretty much pissed away it, most of their potential. Nothing for the sake of reusing the old the same plot again. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, it, it was pretty. Po- I mean, everyone else says the story is pretty crap, and it's pretty. It was a pretty big waste of time. But uh, you know, more Kane and more Rydia. Yay. Which- I mean, for me, when it comes to, like, RPGs, especially Final Fantasy, that's, like, half the reason I'm playing the game, is the story, if not more. Yeah. Like, dear fucking God. And then the PSP version comes up, it has another, like, short, like, three-hour-long mini-chapter that's set in between the original game and After Years, which is a total waste of time. Literally nothing happens of interest. Yay! Be sure to pick up Final Fantasy IV, available on Android and iOS for only $23. Yeah, but you probably shouldn't, you know. You should probably buy the original game. That would be even more expensive. pretty much that. Yeah. Well, not in its original format, but you can buy re-releases of it. I mean, it's only been re-released like, you know, ten times. Anyway... Um, that's why with certain games, someone's like, yeah, I, I, I got the ROM of, like, insert game here. Like, for example, for the longest time, Earth, like, Earthbound's a good example. Like, before they re-released it for the Wii U, I really couldn't blame someone not wanting to pay 300 bucks to play a game. Because that's how much people were charging for a copy of the game. Yeah. Um, even... Even repros would cost you over a hundred, and then you had assholes who would sell repros as authentic original copies. Hey guys, I got this. Was worth that much? Yeah, at one point, like before they re-released it, it was at three hundred bucks. I don't know what it is now, but now they re-released it. I'm like, um, you know, you could just buy it, and you know, that way the developers who make this game can get the money from the Wii U shop. Because I know you have a Wii U, fucker. <laughs> Sort of thing. I don't have but, a Wii U. Then again, I have the original SNES cartridge, but you know, yeah, I don't think I'll be getting a lot of money for it these days. It's pretty beat up. Oh no! Like even junk copies would get that much. It was just because it was that fucking rare. Um, that and it was like a cult following game. 
But what else have you been playing? All right. So I, I dipped into the, the pile of games I acquired over Black Friday, and mm-hmm. I played Persona Q Shadow of the Labyrinth, which is a 3DS crossover between Persona 3 and Persona 4. Yes, I tried playing that for a bit and did not really enjoy myself. It's, I'm, it's, you know. It ain't Persona. It's fucking Persona skinned over like Entering Odyssey. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. It's, it's not that much, it's not, uh, you know, very Persona-like. I mean, it's closer to pers- uh, It's not quite pure Entering Odyssey, you know. There's, uh, there's some Personas in it. Uh, it's, but I think the main draw is basically just to cross over with the cast, uh-huh. which we could and easily get from Persona, Persona Four Arena Ultimax. Well, here, well, here's the thing: is that you know, the Persona Three protagonist is in it. Oh my God! Is you Persona mean Persona Five coming which out is, in April? You know, uh, yeah, but, but but like, oh my God! You mean the voiceless, nameless guy from the from the third game is there alongside yeah. the voiceless, nameless guy from the second game, from the fourth game? I mean, but if you're not playing as them, they talk a little bit, you know. Oh my God! Say something. It's, it's not much. Well, also Shinjiro's there. You know, if you really if you got attached to him in the the ten minutes he was with you in three. Nah, wow. dog. Akamaru is my fucking guy. I think that's his name. Is that- the, dog? the third one, the dog. Yeah, I think that I think that was the dog's name, Koromaru. Koromaru. That there was there it was. I knew I knew it was yeah. something Maru. Yeah, something Maru. I thought Akamaru not. was the dog from Akamaru's the dog Naruto. from Naruto. Naruto. That, that's it. <laughs> Sorry, I. They're dogs. <laughs> it's a Maru. Okay, it's a fucking dog. Yeah, it's a. It's anyway, a, it's it's like Atrian Odyssey. There's labyrinths. You have to draw the map out, and. uh so it's a little bit harder than uh you know persona as far as like you can't just knock everything down and then kill them you have to keep hitting weaknesses to get the bar to go up and then for some reason you can get all out attacks i'm not i could never really figure out how all out attacks worked in q sometimes it would work and sometimes it wouldn't yeah and then uh, and there's and it was also like fucking first person dungeon crawling yeah. You know, returning to Persona well, Roots, not, but Persona has evolved past first-person dungeon crawling. Probably. I mean, I, I'm used to... It's, there's a lot of Shin Megami games are like that, so it wasn't really that big a deal to me. I yeah, don't like, like it. if they made made a um, Elder Scrolls game that was a first-person dungeon crawler. You know, Persona 1 is like first-person dungeon crawling. In a grid-based so. system, kind of like how the first one was. No, don't do that. Yeah, like Legend like, of One was first person dungeon crawling, and I was able to take that pretty well. So you know, yeah, wasn't that bad. It wasn't the first person dungeon crawling. It's more, it's more the the annoying map navigation and not really understanding how the battle mechanics seem to work. That too it just seems to be it just seems to be re- triggered randomly. You know, hey, sometimes you can get an extra attack, and sometimes you can't. And if you can't, then but fuck maybe just, you. Maybe I'm just dumb. So it's it's a nice little side story, but uh, you know, it's pretty much um, it, it's it's canon yet not important to canon at all at the same time. Is it canon like the, though? The, like, isn't uh, is it? When does it take place? Like, I I actually forget that. It takes place. Oh no! It it takes place in the middle of Persona Three and Persona Four. 
But Persona 3 and Persona 4 happened at different times. Um, all right. Ba- basically, uh, remember in Persona 3 when the typhoon hits and you get knocked out for a few days? Yeah. I do not. That's when. Okay. Well. It has been a bit of a time. Okay. Well, in the short month that the whole party's together before Shinjiro, you know, leaves or gets killed, depending on what version you're playing. And in the, in the, if you're playing as the girl, you can actually, you know, only make him comatose. But anyway, between between uh, the, between there, they all get they all get whisked away to wherever Persona Q takes place. And in Persona Four, shortly after Naoto joins at the uh, the culture festival, the same thing. Both times there is a culture festival. They get pulled there. They have the adventure in Q, which takes place in a realm like outside of time or whatever. So, you know, time doesn't pass. Then they leave their memories of it, get erased and they go back to their original games, completely <laughs> forgetting anything that happened. <laughs> so it's canon, but it doesn't matter. Cause nobody remembers it happening. Pretty much. They're like, it canonically it happened, but nobody remembers it. Yeah. Canonically, you know, it's, it is there, but fuck you, I guess. Well, because you know, it's like, it's like how Ken resolves to like, you know, forgive Shinjiro. And then, you know, forgets he did that and he goes back and gets him killed again. We had real character development there going on. But, you know, fuck that shit. We need the game to happen. Yeah, no, like a, a lot of characters go through a development that gets immediately erased. Fuck. Do I make the game canon also, at all? Also, a lot of character traits are exaggerated for humor, like the one guy being obsessed with protein. There's so many blowjob jokes I can make with just yes. That no, 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 That's no. The joke. Protein is in like like he really likes he really likes protein training because for weightlifting. Yo, he he's yeah he goes. There's a lot of whey protein. Eats a lot of raw eggs. Yeah, yeah. He's like, like need, protein need, is the best. I need to get the protein shakes, bruh, bruh. And, and then there's Teddy being obsessed with girls and you bulk you up. I I told my friend I said yeah the traits is exaggerated like Teddy is cares nothing about hitting on girls. He's like, Teddy cared about nothing but hitting on girls in the fourth game anyway. How do you exaggerate a trait that's his only trait anyway? I said, I didn't know. I didn't know it was possible, but they somehow they did it. They turn him basically into that guy from, um, what was that game? What was that show? Oh, God. I fucking hated this show so much. I actually wiped it a little bit from my memory. <laughs> Inuyasha, the fucking monk. Did yes, they just him. turn him into that guy? <laughs> Moroku? He was already that guy in the original game. They made yes. him worse. No, he somehow. wasn't. He hit on he hit on ladies without understanding what hitting on ladies meant. Moroku is uh, fucking. He knows what he's doing. I'm. I, you know, I'm I, people <laughs> Moroku argue, knows I, exactly what he's doing. I'm, doing I'm pretty sure Teddy knows exactly what he's saying after a while, fits. dude. Dude, it's, 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 dude. Teddy started hitting on ladies before he had a penis. I know, but like by by the end of the game and by by Q at least he knows what he's saying. He's just like when they get mad at him, he tries to play it off. It's like how, it's like how it's like how in that one scene where like he ate twelve bowls of ramen and like all of Yo- use up all of Yosuke's money to pay for it, and then claim he didn't know how to count. Hmm. How many? Ba- except he did not. Except that he then he did know how to count. So yeah, no. He, like initially, he's innocent and he doesn't realize what's going on, but he definitely knows what he's saying towards the end. Yeah. How many? Uh, how many bear puns does he make? Uh, a lot. Okay, so that was the I lost that count. Was, that was and the, I, that, I stopped using him because he's also the worst character in the game. Yeah, bear puns was the other aspect of his character. 
Yeah, bear puns because in the in Japanese he says kuma at the end for like his verbal tick. Yeah. And since that doesn't translate into English, they decide it's just, you know, to use lots and lots of bear puns. Yeah, it's bear puns and sexual assault. That's all Teddy does. That's that's all he does. And they somehow Sony, they somehow exaggerate something that is his only traits in the spin-off games. I didn't think it was possible, wow. but it is. Just wow. Anywho, what else have been playing? That's so, that's gotta yeah. be so bad. That's gotta be so bad. I gotta gotta just watch it. What was this game again? Persona uh, Q: Shadow of the Labyrinth. Persona Q: Shadow of the Labyrinth, but Teddy's from Persona Four. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so no, no, no. I want to see the exaggerated version because I've already Persona already Four. Played I'm familiar for? with. Uh, oh. No, I watched a uh, let's play uh, uh, live plays of Spoonie going through it. Oh, I mean, I guess that's close enough. I mean, he's he's been exaggerated in pretty much every spin. Every spinoff makes him worse as far as how exaggerated he is. Because I mean, Arena was pretty bad. Ultimax was terrible. Q is like they've hit critical Teddy Mass. I've never played Dancing All Night, but I cringe to think of how much worse he must have gotten. Uh, he's actually pretty all right in that. Really? Yeah. He, yeah. He's, I mean, he's, they he's don't dance. have a dance of him humping the air. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like his dance is all like him in the bear suit. Then when he comes out, it's all just kind of awkward arm movements. Mm-hmm. And then in terms uh, of like in terms of like how he acts, like he is a big like idol fan, but he never gets really creepy about it. Oddly enough, that's surprising. Yeah. But okay. I mean, I guess I guess maybe they learned their lesson. Also, there was a. They're like. This, this, We're gonna give him a break. Yeah, this, this, this is just something else that I just keep remembering whenever I think about dancing all night. After you beat it, there's a bit at the end where you get to like see everybody else. Uh, so like, it's like in the in, like the main game, the, like in the main part of the game, they all just look like themselves, like how you expect the characters to look. But then in then there's like a little like after credits thing that is like them before they go to do whatever they're gonna do, and they all look so different. Hmm. Well, I, like 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 Yosuke, like the main guy, he looks pretty much the same. Uh, Teddy, Teddy looks basically the same. Yosuke has like shorter hair, basically the same. But like uh, Chie and Naoto are like more girly. Like they have like you know longer frillier hair. They have like lipstick and stuff. Uh, Yukio has like her hair up. Uh, Kanji is wearing glasses, a dress shirt, and black hair. Oh, I know what this. Th- uh, that's from the Vita version. That's the only the version. Blog. They all changed their. There, in the Vita version of uh, Persona 4 Golden, there's an epilogue scene that takes place after Arena where, like, a lot of them change their design. Oh, yeah, like, it's just, like, in uh, Dancing All Night, they re, they re uh, you know, Persona 4 to themselves, but in between, they were just, like, fucking living their lives as those people. Yeah, yeah, And no, it was weird, and it was cool, and it was weird. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that that took... Uh, I, I, think, I think Dancing All Night is the last... Canical Persona Four thing that happens before five. Yeah, I think yeah, I think in canon that's the last one of the Persona Four timeline. But I don't know. I I don't have the time to map that shit out. Um, no, I mean I'm waiting for the inevitable five crossover. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll it'll be on the Vita. You know, you know it's gonna happen. Oh yeah, absolutely. Either either Persona Five Arena or Persona Five Q or Persona Five Dancing or you know yeah something else, but it's definitely gonna happen. Yeah. So anyway, what else you been playing, so, Alex? Oh, uh, no, that that was it. All right, those then. are my only two RPGs I played this this last two weeks. I said 
I can only play so many. Okay, then. Uh, so, I had a... Uh, I I decided to re-download a game and play it again because I hadn't played it in a while and I kind of just wanted to because it's my favorite one of the series. Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Is that the pirate one? Yes, it is. Aha. Uh-huh. Another reason I decided to play this game, play this game, play this game again, was because I had recently added to my Spotify library just a bunch of sea, just a bunch of bunch of sea shanties from that game. Such as, uh, such as, uh, S- sing one for us. Oh fuck no. <laughs> well, s- say w- say one for us. Uh, let me just get the list here. So there is a uh, Randy Dandio, uh, leave her Johnny. Good morning, ladies, and dead horse. Like dead horse. That's a that's an interesting title. That is a sea sh- that is a sea shanty, and that's in this game. And it's my favorite one. Does it involve beating anything? Uh, no, it does not. It involves uh, it involves the crew of a pirate ship, or the crew of a ship, seeing an old man come riding by and a horse is about to die, and saying, hey, your horse is going to fucking die. If he doesn't, we'll keep riding him. But if he does, we'll fucking use every part of the animal. Hmm. Yep, they will use the hair of his tail to sew the sails, and use the iron of his shoes to make deck nails. And then give his soul to Satan. That seems a bit excessive. Yeah, the last line of it is like, is like, we'll drop him down with a long, long row where the sharks can have the body and the devil take his soul. What would, what would Satan want with a horse soul? Ah, uh, you know. Things. Does he need more? Does, does he need, does uh, the, through the riders of the apocalypse need another steed? Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I redownloaded, started playing again. I still really like Edward Kenway. Mm-hmm. Like as a character, I think he is my favorite. Like, it, I'll say this: I, th- while I do not think this is the best Assassin's Creed game, this is definitely my favorite. Like, all I can respect that. Like, it's this game pretty much lives and dies off its characterization, and the characters are all pretty great. Like Edward Kenway, I really enjoy him. Like, even the way he whistles. That was one of the big things that helped sell me on this game was just listening to him whistle to distract guards and just like how it changes every now and again to just like a different little kind of jaunty tune about it. I'm going to say, does he whistle in a piratey way? Like a pirate song? Like, uh, I can't whistle, but you know, uh, it's, it's, it's like, uh, I'm actually, I'm actually, I can't, I can't really remember any specific whistles, but sometimes it'll have a bit of a rhythm to it. Uh, sometimes it'll just be. You know, standard like you know, bird call or whatever. But with some, but with like Ezio or whatever, he just go and then just happens. And, no, not yeah. not even that. Like just or fucking whatever. And then do they come dudes. over? Or is it like is it like Metal Gear? What was that noise? Uh, sometimes yeah. Like they'll come over to like one of your stalking areas where you can just stab him in the throat. Huh. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, and also really enjoyed the sailing in that game. Like, like just kind of going I around. About, I was about to ask, do you actually sail in that oh, game? Oh, hell yeah. Or? I sail fucking everywhere. Like, if I am... How does it, con- how does it control, like? Uh, pretty well, actually. Uh, you, like, you have a... Like, you put, like, you, you, you control, like, the uh, how much of the... Um, how, like, at what level the sails are at. Like, you know, full sail, half sail. Uh, completely roll them up. 
then F- fun fact: ever heard of the term three sheets to the wind" for someone who's drunk? Nope. Nope. Um, when somebody's really drunk, at least around my area, we use the term that there are three sheets to the wind. What that mean? That actually comes from sailing. Because if you wanted to get just get moving, you just drop the main one, the center one. Uh huh. And if you wanted to go at full speed, you'd drop all three. So hey, they were at very accurate there. Cool. Yeah, and then um, and then like as you're as you're going along, you can then like go to uh, what they call the travel. What they call like you know, I think like it's travel mode or like travel cam or something. Where the camera just like pulls out and so and the, and the HUD all drops away, so you're just watching a boat go across the ocean. And then once you get into combat, then the camera then pulls back into you. And then yeah, uh, while while you're on the boat, uh, while you, while you are have like the you know the steering wheel in hand or whatever, the mast or whatever, I don't fucking know what it's called. Not the mast. The helm. The helm. As long yeah, as, when you're at the helm. Yeah, when you're at the helm, uh, if you look out over either side, like either either port or starboard, uh, if you're not aiming, then you just do like a powerful cannon shot. If you are aiming, you actually get like a arc to show you show how you're aiming. Uh, if you look at the front of the ship, then you fire out these uh, balls on chains that can like wrap around the enemy mast and take it out. Yeah. And then you, make, still, and then you look out the back, you drop fire barrels that that they, they, then you can shoot with uh, just like auto-aim cannons that then explode when the enemy gets too close. And it all controls really well. Yeah. Um, so, how would you like, would you consider the I'm basically I was like asking for like a summation of like a little mini review of just a water warfare because everybody's like man the pirate battles and shit are fun as hell like, yeah they really are it is it is incredibly uh like exciting to actually go out there and do shit because sometimes you'll just be like out it's it's basically what if the entirety of a world had just like roving patrols of guards but like none of them were like actively seeking you out except in special areas so you're just like going along you'll like look out through your fucking spyglass and you see a ship and that ship has like you know fucking 10 barrels of gunpowder on it or like fucking a bunch of sugar and whatever and you need somebody you know upgrade, like- and you need somebody to upgrade your ship so you just fucking run up you run up on them and then just very very casually once you get right alongside them just fucking broad them just broadside them with your cannons Get them down to complete nothing, then then like run, then like you know, pull pull away, do a quick one eighty, run back up beside them, and then like latch yourself onto the boat with uh, hooks and shit, and then you can either like jump across, like swing, like swing across a rope, and then just start stabbing dudes, or you can just use one of the fucking side mounted cannons, like swivel cannons, and just take dudes out without ever leaving your ship, or you don't want any of that, you just want to say fuck it, you can just fucking sink his ass, right. But can you swing on to them and then, you know, sword fight them manually? Yeah, totally. Huh. Yeah, and like as you and like as you upgrade you get more and more pistols and stuff, so you can start doing fucking like like weird gun shit, just like fucking whip ripping flintlocks off your chest and just shooting dudes. You can you can get I'm trying to re- you can get swords that have remember. guns built into them. Awesome. So so you can like fucking stab a dude in the stomach and then shoot him in the face with your sword while still in his stomach? I think the worst thing that happened to this game was the previous one. <laughs> Absolutely. Assassin's Creed 3 did a terrible job actually showing off this showing off the series. Like I like this, this might, it might be because I played this right after Assassin's Creed 3, but that fucking first that 
fucking Connor or whatever the fuck his name is in Assassin's Creed 3. Connor. He is fucking terrible. Yeah. He is not a which, character. I, he is I a sentient knife. I just downloaded three, or not downloaded three, but I just claimed my free copy of three because they're giving that away this month on Uplay. Yeah, I got a copy of three when I uh, bought one of my graphics cards. Uh-huh. And I... I, I like I like stopped playing it after after like a couple hours uh, before we even got to the sailing. I uninstalled it, but now whenever I try to reinstall it, it fails to install and I can't play it. Huh. Awesome, yeah. Um, but I bought three when it came out because I I played all the games with Ezio Avatori in it. Yeah, and I love those. And I'm like, okay, I, I got to see where this is going. This is fucking amazing. Then I started playing three. That thing hit the floor so hard that it was an audible fucking thud. And that's why I skipped Black Flag. So I might actually go back and play Black Flag now that I know for goddamn certain from someone I actually trust, i.e. you, that it doesn't suck. It's great. (laughs) I really do love this game. I love, like I said, I love the characters. Uh, The gameplay of it... It took me a bit to get used to because uh, because like a lot of the changes that they made were changes that they made in three, and I did not commit three to memory, so I forgot all the mechanical changes they made. Uh huh. Like in uh like in Assassin's Creed, like uh like when you're walking along, you just kind of walk in regular pace. Then you hold down a button to run. Then you hold down the trigger and the button to run up walls and stuff. Yeah. In Assassin's Creed uh, Three and Black Flag, it's just you hold down the trigger to run uh, to run and run up walls and stuff. And then, like, there's also like holding down X and you like climb up, holding down circle and you climb down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that took me a bit. To, so that took me a bit, a little bit to get used to. But uh, once I did, it it still feels like Assassin's Creed with all of its kind of hinky physics in tow. I have the same problem when I switched from switch from like say a Fallout game. Uh-huh. To any other shooter. Yeah. Because I'll be wanting to go into VATS. <laughs> quick, quick. Yeah, gotta go into VATS. Oh, I'm going to throw every, a grenade or some down shit. So I can perfectly aim. Oh, wait, that's only in Fallout. Yeah. No, it's not even that. It's like, I was like, I'll hit the button to do VATS and I'll throw a grenade. I'm like, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Oops. I was in a perfect snapping position and just gave myself away to everybody. <laughs> Yeah, and so another thing with the sailing in AC4, it actually, the world is designed for sailing. Like, a lot of the world is just this giant open ocean that has, like, little, has, like, little, like, pockets of land. Some of them have big cities, some of them are just little islands that have a single buried chest on them. And, like, yeah, that's, that's another thing, you actually, you can actually find buried treasure. Like, as, as you're going around, you, as you're going around, you can find dead bodies that have treasure maps on them. That leads you to coordinates that you can then go out and then dig up treasure. Which is just, it's just really cool. It's just really just the simple, cool thing. It sounds like Assassin's Creed meets uh, Wind Waker in a way. Yeah, uh, kind of. It, yeah, it's, it is kind of Wind Waker-y. Which I'm fine with because they're like, a lot of people shit on Wind Waker. I loved it. Wind Waker is the yeah, only 3D Zelda game I've enjoyed playing for any amount of time. I didn't think it was as good as Ocarina of Time, but I I liked it. See, I'm more of a Twilight Princess type of guy when it comes to it. <laughs> the 3D ones, because... No, no, this is going to sound weird. 
because this is not something you think about in a uh, Zelda game. It had the best combat. Okay, I like I, the the sword play felt more engaging and like say Ocarina of Time. A lot of the enemies you have to wait for them to show their weakness, then hit it. With like say the later Zelda games, uh, starting with that one. It became more of a, you know, you can do something to make that weakness happen quicker, so it's not a lot of fucking waiting. Yeah. Fair enough. That, that was just like when I, out of the 3D ones, that's the one I go to. It's like, no, this is where something fucking awesome started happening with combat. Yeah. But anyway, AC4, it's good. It's really good. Groovy. I'm going to keep playing this. I. I'm really sad that there's probably nobody playing multiplayer because I really enjoy the Assassin's Creed multiplayer. That was. Oh yeah, that is a thing. It was an incredible. Say, can it was you, like ship battle with multiplayer. Uh, no, no, it wasn't ship battling. It was uh, multiplayer assassinating. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah you're so, trying to assassinate each other or targets. Yeah, yeah. So what happened? So what would happen was uh, you would go, you would like, get into a room of like six people. And those people would all choose and look for themselves. And they all had like different, they all had different kinds of assassins. Like there was the executioner, there was the doctor, there was the fucking jokester or whatever. And then you would go into a world yeah. that was completely populated by like 20 or 30 of each of the characters that the, that the players chose. And so then what the players yeah. had to do was act like NPCs. Mm-hmm. And while you're making your way towards the target and yeah, yeah, so you're making each other. Yes, yeah, so you're making way toward target, which is another player. And then you have to try to like pick out of the crowd of like fuck like let's say you're let's say you're going after a plague doctor, you then have to you have to go across the map and try to find the plague doctor who isn't acting like an NPC plague doctor. And mm-hmm. anything the NPCs can do, you as the player can do, but they can also do you know the assassinating stuff of like running up root, running up buildings and running across rooftops and stuff. And so it's this really yeah. so it's this really interesting cat and mouse game where you are trying to. Like act like an NPC, but also keep an eye on every NPC to see who's not acting like an NPC, and then slowly walk up on them so they doesn't notice, and then attack them because if they notice, they have a chance to counter and like fuck you up and then run away. Yeah, there would be like, um, like you'd have to get to the point where you'd have to memorize. It's like, okay, these guys turn typically run in a formation of like say four guys. There's five guys there. One of them isn't isn't supposed to be there so let's watch and see if when the guy breaks off that's when i strike but if you give yourself away by looking at that one dude too long or like follow him too closely and you quit acting like npc one of the other players will kill you yeah so much of it is it's it's interesting and fun yeah so much of it is just like you like stalking up on a prey like stalking up on a target it's like almost there almost there almost there and then all of a sudden just a pre-cane animation comes along with you getting your throat slit just because someone else saw you stalking another guy, so they got you. Yeah, and then you have like weapons and stuff. You can uh, disguise yourself as other NPCs. You can do all kinds of shit, and it is all really fun. But given the longevity of multiplayer games nowadays, I'm going to assume that nobody is playing. Probably not. Uh, no, there, there's still, probably still a couple people hanging on. Because hell, uh, even Modern Warfare Two still got people playing Map One and 
there's been other Call of Duties. Yeah, but that's Call of exactly Duty. Call, of, Call of Duty is yeah. like one of the most popular shooters and multiplayer games of all time. This is Assassin's Creed. There's going to be like seven people. There's a lot of people that play Call of Duty and nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I made one less of those last year, or this past year, so this year has been a win for me. Yeah, so anyway. Because my brother used to be one of those. Moving on. Used to be. Uh, so, I got a couple games on the PSN. Ooh. Yeah, one of them was Bully. Oh, nice pull. Yes, it was on sale for $9 on PSN. Very nice. Wait, That's Canadian or US? Canadian. So, what's that in the US? Uh, I think, like, probably, like, six, seven bucks. But yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, your it, your uh, denomination acronym is CAD, right? Yes. Okay. He has to do the math to make sure this is a good deal first. <laughs> it's closer to seven. Okay. Well, yeah. So but no, even at even at nine, like um, American, that would be a good deal, at least to me. Yeah. So it's on sale uh, on the C- on the PSN. I don't know how much longer it'll be on sale because it was like week one of their holiday sale. Yeah. So the so the deal for that's probably over. Yeah. So I got that. Uh, I I'm never I've never really been a big fan of Rockstar games. Like they've been competent, but I've never really gotten super deep into them. There's always been like some weird yeah, thing with the controls or some weird thing. thing with other with something else, else. But I've heard a lot of really good things about Bully, and Bully is one of the Rockstar games, like one of the bigger. Like, bigger talked about Rockstar games that I just never played. And then I was like, oh, nine bucks? Right. I can fucking afford that. So, got it. My biggest problem with Rockstar games is that it's usually so... There's, it's so open-ended that I always get, like, distracted just, you know, running around. But yeah, so I got... People. Yeah, so I got that on yeah. PS4. It's part of the uh, PS2 on PS4 games. And started playing that. Uh, first thing I'm going to say... This is not very well optimized because it is it runs incredibly unevenly. Yeah. Like when I like I boot it up and like if I'm saying I'm running down like an empty hallway, it will run at maybe a solid 30. I go outside, it mm-hmm. dips to like into the 20s with occasional with occasional spurts up to the 40s. So it's just this weird herky-jerky mess of movement that mm-hmm. is that kind of gets to me. I have a bit of motion sickness, and that does do it a bit for me. Like, I'm not asking for fucking... I'm not asking for, like, 120 FPS on fucking everything. I'm asking for a solid frame rate. Yeah, it's like, if you have to lock it so it doesn't jump 50, 60, 70, and just lock it at 40, I'm fine with that if that's the reason for it. But... Jesus Christ! Yeah, give me yeah, like just one frame rate. Yeah, like a lot of PS2 games ran like ran like 30 FPS, and that was fine. Hell, fucking this year we had like Ratchet and Clank, which was locked at 30, and that game looked fucking spectacular. Yeah, see, I'm more of a give me a higher resolution over higher FPS if I have to choose one over the other type of guy. On PC, I'm P- Where- on PC. I'm usually like, hey, give me a solid 60. But on console, I'm like, hey, give me a solid 30. At least. Yeah. Like on PC, I can... Sometimes I can 
depending on the age of the game, I can pull even 120, but I'd rather have it stable and just have it at a higher resolution. Yeah. So that's kind of the biggest problem that, that I have with the game right now. Other than that, I have, I've been enjoying it. Like I find weirdest thing. I actually really like the school aspect of it. Like going to classes. Mm-hmm. So, so in, yes, yeah, so in Bully, you are playing as a uh, Jimmy Hopkins, a young troublemaker who is sent to Bullworth Academy, one of the worst schools in the country. After after your mom marries uh, your grandpa or something, some old asshole. Oh God, that that, that yeah, that's a uh... marry some old. Okay, asshole. so this Mar- is in Mar- Alabama. Uh, he marries no, she marries some old asshole who he says is the same age as grandpa. They drop him off at Bullworth Academy. He goes in there and kind of immediately starts doing the GTA thing of I'm the new guy here and then I need and then I get pulled into the fucking seedy underbelly of this school. And as, so I'm guessing, as, as things tend wait, to wait, go. Let me take a guess, because I haven't played this in quite some time. But it plays out I'm gonna guess it plays out. He starts going in. And you got like the school jock thug motherfucker, and he's like, "Hey, new kid, fuck you," and starts fucking with you. Uh, not yet. Uh, what what actually happened was you go in there and you meet some fucking rich looking asshole who then like who then like uh who has like all kinds of plans and stuff to take over the school and starts bringing you in on everything, saying like, "Hey, Jimmy, fucking, we got you in on this, we got you in on blah blah blah," and he just kind of uses whatever psychological manipulation techniques he has in order to get you to do what he wants. Hmm. And so instead of having rival gangs, you have rival cliques. Like I said, there's the nerds, and their territory is the library. Uh, you got fucking, you got jocks, you got greasers, you got fucking girls or whatever. And instead of having like... Behold, gun- the evilest of video game villains ever. Mean high school girls. <laughs> yeah, and so and instead of having like you know guns and stuff, you can like build fight. You can like make firecrackers after you go to chemistry class, or you get like a slingshot from somebody after you throw a fucking garbage can at his fucking face. To be fair, a th- slingshot and a thumbtack can do a lot of damage. Yeah, and so you uh, start doing that stuff, and like and like when you get into actual combat, it's like all fistcuff kind of based, and it all, it all works really with really well. And when you get somebody down to low enough health, you can do like a you do like a fucking Indian burn on them and just like grab them and twist their arms so they run away crying. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, like sense of humor wise, this is fucking on point. Uh, the characters are they, they did a really good job of translating the like the like the power structure and the way that you know GTA characters typically operate and translating that to fucking high school. High school is just like the the underground. It kind of is. <laughs> it's all fucking terrible. Everybody has all kinds of secrets. There's like fucking betrayals and alliances and shit. Next week on Game of Thrones. Like like, t- like taking the idea of... Oh my god, Amber, Tiffany is such a bitch. <laughs> like, like, like taking the idea of gang warfare and making it about click warfare in high school, that makes a lot of sense. <sighs> Sadly, it really does. There's a there's a strange genius to it. Oh yeah, like this is kind of Rockstar at their best for me. Just like I hear I hear all the stuff about you know their kind of like subversive side in the GTA games, but taking the GTA formula and applying it to teenagers and having it all work is like just fucking a plus. Like 
there this is like the best self parody in a way. Yeah, like like I I played it when it came out. And I haven't played it since and now I'll kind of want to play it again just from talking about it cuz it cuz yeah, it it was pretty fun. Yeah, and I I think the idea is that like Bullworth Academy is the uh is like the graduating is like the alma mater or whatever of uh of like all Grand Theft Auto protagonists. Yes, yes it is. It's like the way they talk about it uh like except like, for Nico cuz he's Russian. Yeah, like like everybody who's graduated from this school has gone on to be to be either a corporate lawyer or just like the worst criminal. <laughs> Yeah, the game game's a lot of fun. It's just the technical side of things that does kind of bring it down. Because it is, if they if they got this running a bit smoother, if there was like a patch or something that made the game run just a bit better. Mm-hmm. This would be fucking great. But I'm gonna I'm gonna keep playing it. Oh yeah. It's still a lot of fun. Uh been playing anything else? Uh, yes, I did. I also picked up Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Oh, <laughs> so good, so good. Yeah, so this game it came out on a PS3 and 360 a while back. Yeah, even though you said three, my mind event immediately went. I'm gonna take you for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who's played the second nut one knows exactly what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> yeah, so that game, uh, this game came out a while back, uh, 2011. It was originally released. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. 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 However, it was then uh, removed from all services and platforms. Uh, yeah, because licensing shit. Yes, they fucked up licensing for some of the characters, and Capcom lost the rights to distribute the game. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, so then yeah, it fucking like went all away. The, like, here's... I bought all the DLC to basically turn it into the Ultimate Edition two days before they removed it, so I could still download it. Yeah. From the PSN. I remember this. This was a son of a bitch. Yeah, it... And and if you wanted um, to get it, if you wanted to get it on, like, PS3 or whatever, then it would cost you, like, upwards of $90 on Amazon. Yeah. Wow. Which is... a for that price, you can get the second one for the Dreamcast. Yeah, and so they and so like a so the PSX happened uh, this past week, and during that they announced that Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom Three was being released on PS4, just completely updated and everything, just running on PS4, and they did, and I got it. They are selling it for they're selling it for they're selling it for about thirty bucks. So they they renewed the licenses for everything. It looks like it. They like like got like they got in touch with Marvel and everything. They got all the licenses. Shit worked but worked out again, and now the game is available for thirty bucks on PSN. Yeah. yeah um. And now I need to relearn how to play this game because I forgot. Yeah. Uh, my my go to team of three was Deadpool, Ryu, and. I think Akuma was in that game. Uh, I think he was. Uh, my go-to, yeah. my go-to team was uh, Deadpool, Dante, and Phoenix Wright. Yeah, nice. Um, 
But yeah, like I'd use Akuma for his Tatsus because out of Ryu, Ken, and um, Akuma, his like his spinning kick for people who don't know what a Tatsu is, like, it has this electric. Th- yeah, or Tatsu for short. He it has this electric shit to it, and you get an extra hit with it. <laughs> <laughs> And it does more, da- and each individual hit does more damage to it. But every like he has weaker fire, he has weaker Hadokens and weaker dragon punches. Um, I really don't like dragon punches, but for a, an anti aerial character, Deadpool definitely works. Yeah, um, especially when he his hopper combo is hilarious. Yeah, he grabs the, he grabs like the energy and life bars and beats the enemy with them. Yeah, it's like, this is a hopper combo. Wham! <laughs> yeah, cool thing Phoenix Wright does is, uh, like, like as, as you're fighting, you can hit, you can hit, like, uh, the special, you get, like, a skill button in one of the attacks, and then you actually search for evidence. <laughs> and then once you get three pieces yeah, of evidence. Yeah, then once you get three like pieces of evidence. Yeah, was on the second one. Yeah, and then once you go into three pieces of evidence, uh, once you get, once you find three pieces of evidence, you can go into trial mode. Which you then use the evidence as like energy attacks or whatever, and then once you build up hypermeter, you can do, you can do your hyper combo, which is the judge just brings the gavel down on the guys. Yeah, <laughs> yes. and, the, and, the, and the music the music changes to where you're winning a case and everything. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. It's it's great. <laughs> it's it's kind of great. I just need to learn how to play it again I like because it. I have not played this game in so goddamn long. I forgot how to do everything. Every time I tried to switch, even out- the um. Sorry, go ahead. Every time I tried to switch up the characters, I ended up snapping back one of the enemy characters. Right. Like, even the uh, level design's fucking cool to look at. Like, the, um, one of my favorites was the, um, it was like the Ghouls and Goblins one. Oh, yeah, that's, that's really cool. All the stages look great. Yeah. Like, because you're on a raft and you're going down and the level just progresses in the background. Yeah, but it's all black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, this is awesome. Uh, I'm glad I, still I have wish this they game. had Mega Man in there. Uh, I think they do, don't they? No, no, they have zero skin change to look like Mega Man, but it's zero. Yeah, oh. it's not Mega Man. Well, we'll be talking about something later in the this show. Is back when they were trying to bury him. Well, we'll be talking about something later in the show that does have Mega Man in it. So stay tuned for that. Yay! Uh, then final thing, uh, I started playing through Deus Ex: Human Revolution. Mm. I never got around to beating this game. I have had it for a while. Uh, Mm -hmm. This was gifted to me by a former uh, contributor to the website, so thanks, Trey. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just kind of never got around to playing it. I had been been meaning to for a while, but at the time, I was spending all my time trying to play through The Witcher. Yeah. uh, And then The Witcher 2. And then at both points in that game, I got to a part that I could not get past, no matter how many times I fucking tried, so I just uninstalled them. Yeah, when it came to the that, it's a very similar story to where I've poured hundreds of hours into the game. Because I'd go back and replay the first city over and over again because it was that's, so man, fun. I mean, that's one way to solve the problem. You know, uninstall the game. Yeah. There. No more problem. Yeah, like in the, like in the first game, uh, I got to a... Like, so in the first game, I uh, accidentally killed a town guard, so they sent a bounty hunter after me that I could not kill. So I just kept dying to him over and over again, and I didn't find that out until after I uninstalled. So I just was, and I didn't want to go back to it. It's like fuck, it, I'll go into Witcher Two. So I went into Witcher Two. Uh, 
I got so I found the guy who killed the king. And then there's a boss fight with him, and he is essentially a witcher. But no matter what I did, I could never actually hurt him because he was too good at fucking casting this bullshit, uh, like this buff spell that like absorbed all damage. And and like and like half the time I would be able to hit him right with a bomb that like interrupts his animation or whatever. So he so like I was able to go in and get a few swings on him. But then whenever he swings at me, he does like five times the damage I do. And I went in there with like fucking. I went in there with like fucking spells charged, regenning uh fucking stamina for spells, regenning health, re uh fucking poison damage on my goddamn blade, all kinds of shit. And he still was just like boom, like fucking fireball, stink cloud, sword, you're dead, fuck you. Bullshit. And I just went, fuck this shit, I'm out. But yeah, now I am not really involved in any RPGs right now. Uh, well, except for Digimon Story, but that I'm doing for video, so I feel like that's kind of a separate thing. Yeah. And. Fair enough. Yeah, so I've been playing some of that as the director's cut. Uh, weird thing I noticed on PC, so my PC is a bit of a, is, you know, it's decent. Mm-hmm. And, but the game is a few years old, so it's able to run pretty well. Uh, mm-hmm. when I don't have, a like, triple buffering or V-Sync on, it runs at, uh, around 200 frames a second. But since I need to have VSync on, otherwise it otherwise it tears like a son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Then it runs at a relatively solid sixty. But whenever I like aim down the sights or like pop over my quarter and cover, uh, the frame rate just dips, but not really. Like, like I have like I have a fraps usually open at all times to monitor you know monitor frame rate occasionally because I get freaky about this shit. And right. And when I'm going around the corner, the frame rate doesn't dip. It never like drops below 60 for that. But it looks like it's going about 25. So I have no idea what the fuck's up with that. Uh, I found some stuff about hitching that other people have had where I where they just like go into a fucking reg edit and change some values and stuff, which I did. I haven't uh, loaded it again yet. But yeah, I I'm I'm just I've one thing, one thing that I actually didn't notice uh, that I found kind of by accident. So, so I went, th- so I started that game going uh, lethal. I was like, "Yeah, go full lethal. Give me long, give me like distance weapon." So I got the assault rifle, the combat rifle, and I, so I went in there, started killing dudes, and I was like, "Oh, this isn't as fun." So I decided to, you know, save scum a bit and go back and choose the non-lethal option. Mm-hmm. And so went back to went back to my last save, which turns out was that was near the beginning of the game, and this big sequence with uh, you walking with uh, Megan Reed before uh, up to Seraph's office before the uh, you know, attack happens, and I could not find a way to skip the cutscenes because I would just like I would press start and the skip option would be there, but it'd be blacked out, so I couldn't actually select it. I then went to, I then went over to message boards and stuff. I was like, hey. And started like searching like, hey, does anybody know how to fucking skip cutscenes? I found not, I found a thing in that, and the first and the first reply was, "Fuck you! You are the cancerous reason why video games are dying." Yeah, that sounds about right. Welcome to the internet, where every asshole can voice their opinion. 
But no, it's just the fact that it's, how dare you not figure it out on your own? No, no, no. It was no. It wasn't that he couldn't figure it out. It was the fact that he wanted to skip the cutscenes. It was the fact that somebody had the audacity to want to not watch the cutscenes in a story-driven game. Well, that's just that's to take him out and back and, and flog him. Yeah, like not heaven forbid cutscenes. Like heaven forbid somebody be like reattempting an area that they fa- that they failed in or playing the game again or doing what I did. It reminds me of when I first played Kingdom Hearts and had to watch the same cutscenes over and over for six hours. Yeah, exactly. Like skipping, uh, like skipping cutscenes yeah. in a story um, in a narrative-driven game is fine. Yeah, like I can't remember what website it was today because I was looking up, um, you know, potential bugs for a game yeah. that I'm planning on looking into later, and. Because the movie sucked, I, and I heard the game's great, but I just want to make sure it's not a big, it's buggy as hell, or any bugs I might have to go ahead. And there's actually like, oh yeah, this is how you skip cutscenes. You edit values like this in the fucking thing, and now all sk- cutscenes become skippable if you do this. Okay. <laughs> uh, what game? That seems a bit much. Uh... Wolverine, uh, X Men Origins, Wolverine. <laughs> uh, yeah, the lunge attack. The game I've heard. The game I heard is actually really fucking good. Surprisingly. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it is a decent God of War clone from what I've seen of it. But mm-hmm. we have this dope ass lunge attack where you just like aim at somebody and just go flying through the air and just stab them. Like a giant bomb has a quick look of it that is fucking great. Nice. Yeah, so I went back in, chose non-lethal. I uh, got the uh, tranquilizer rifle. Yeah, it's like a trank snapper rifle. Yeah, it is. I'm actually having a lot of fun with it now. Just just like just like going into an area, sneaking through, and just fucking headshotting dudes as they just go, as they like drop their guns, just go, ugh, ugh, and then just fall over. Yeah, that thing is bay. <laughs> it is a lot of fun. There is no such thing as having too much ammo for that thing. I am almost out of ammo all the time. Yep, that's why there's no such thing because you will use the piss out of it. <laughs> I'd like. It would be nice if, like, if like when they when they gave you the option of like, hey, do you want like a fucking stun gun or a, or a tranquilizer rifle? It's like, could I get both or more than nine darts for the trank rifle? Can I get a stun tranquilizer rifle where I shoot darts that electrocute people? Because yeah, that's the thing, like going in there with the fucking uh, like combat rifle, you get so much ammo. Yeah, they load your ass for bear. But you get the fucking trank trank rifle, and it's like, hey, you, hey, here's like enough shots to take out a small room of people. Have fun. Because you're a wimp. Because you're not, you know, killing them. Oh and, no! And kill, At that and point, only, you only just do what I people did. Is is uh, I don't know. I I'm started sure luring, some logic there somewhere. I started luring like one or two guys at a time, and eventually get like, to where it's just me, the other guy, and I would just like grab and knock out, drag, grab and knock out, drag. It takes forever, but it's really satisfying, and you don't even use one bullet. It's hard as fuck to do. I've started uh I've started getting into the habit of like 
mapping out guard mapping out guard trails knocking out as few of them as possible with the darts uh combating anyone like 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 you know not like take out anybody else who i don't who need gets in my way and just leaving everybody else alone yeah like I, i'm i that that's like basically what you have to do is just knock people out with a hand to hand after and anybody that you cannot reasonably get to that's where you use the darts yeah, I uh, also have a. There's a couple games that I just downloaded recently, like re-downloaded from my Steam library that I've been meaning to play again and actually finish. I just haven't got around mm-hmm. to it yet. And one of them, in a similar vein to this, is a Sticks Master of Shadows. I don't think I've ever heard of that one. Yeah, it's a game from a uh, Cyanide Studios. Uh, they did a game called, um, I think, of Orcs and Men. Let me just double check that. Uh, yep, of Orcs and Men. Uh, it was a fantasy game. And one of the characters in that, uh, Styx, I believe he's the character. Uh, yeah, Styx. He got his own prequel game where you're playing as this little uh, goblin dude, uh, the first goblin, who is just who's like an assassin and is trying to sneak into this giant magical tower in order to steal magic from it. And so as you go in there and just start like uh, picking dudes off, you like learn... All kinds of shit. You can like turn invisible for a second. You can like summon clones of yourself in order to distract guards. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. It is a really cool game. It was released uh, for free on PS4 a little while back. But yeah, I I like stealth games. I'm just not very good at them. I I feel your pain because like. Shh. Anything past the first Metal Gear Solid, I can probably beat them, but I'm not going to be that good at it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, With the first Metal Gear Solid, though, because it's a little bit more rudimentary, comparatively, Uh I have big bossed that son of a bitch. Yeah, (laughs) I don't think I've ever gotten through a Metal Gear game where I haven't murdered half the people. Yeah, the, oh, uh, I've 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 had runs to where as soon as I got that fucking Nikita rocket launcher with a bandana, I just started clearing out entire buildings. <laughs> Rambo, uh. I, I turn into red brown. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah, so that doesn't what I'm playing then. Ziploc, what you got? Metal Gear. Uh, okay, so you know how I got Fallout 4 before, right before last time, and I played it a little bit? Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, about that. <laughs> did, Apparently, did, it, did it make I, your computer explode or something? According to Steam, I have played over 100 hours. How many hours have you actually wow. played? Basically that. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought, I thought you were saying Steam was, Steam was lying. No. Uh, I have played 104 <laughs> hours of this game. Jesus wow. Christ, it's, dude. It's, I mean, it's, it's a pretty immersive game. Because <laughs> uh, once I figured out like how to like break the fucking uh, the crafting system in that game, to where you just keep on... like. You get one person there, and the first thing you do is you send them to your um, to one of your bases where you keep all your uh, crafting materials that uh-huh. you can access them. Yeah, 
I don't get rated anymore. <laughs> because well, like, a hundred hours, and how have you gotten like past the story, or have you just been a hundred hours of you building settlements? Oh no, no, no! I, I've I've got to the point to where I've got to Nick Valentine, then I stopped doing that and started doing other things. Uh so I went to Nuka World. <laughs> okay, not what I, I thought. I never I never played that uh, DLC. What did you it's think fun. it was? Well, I thought it. Well, I thought it was going to be like, oh, you know, it's another place to explore. There'd be this the story, but it wouldn't actually tie in with the main game. Even if it did, it would be it would lose, and it wouldn't give me an entire faction and an entire another system to work with. God damn, was I wrong? Oh yeah, <laughs> another thing. I now make robots. Lots of fucking robots. Okay. Yeah, I have that DLC. So that was fun. But yeah, I broke the fucking game with that because they they now do all my farming and defending for me because I don't have to build beds anymore. <laughs> the robots don't have to sleep or eat. Yeah, and they do think and they farm more efficiently. But yeah, like all my settlements, even like the small ones where you have no room. I'm just building them vertically because I got 20 people living there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. Okay, okay let's make more stairs. Let's add another level. <laughs> Buck. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I went to Nuka World because I'm like, okay, you know, I, I can play this for a little while and level up because the... There is no level cap. Well, technically there is. It's like, is either 3,000 or 30,000. I don't think there is one. Most people have maxed no, everything no, no. out and still Technically have... there is, because what happens is it breaks the game. As oh. in, like, it just the game just starts glitching out and shutting down. As in, we had, we, we had no idea anyone would possibly level this much? Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> But at that point, you'd already have all the fucking perks, and you just have perk points you couldn't spend. Um, yeah, so basically, you go there, and you have this gauntlet you have to go through, right? And after you go through this gauntlet, you become the overboss of these three raider gangs. Because at the end of the gauntlet, you have to kill their overboss in order to survive. Yeah, I heard you get and to you, be a raider in Nuka World. And you kill him using a squirt gun. Fair enough. I, I've killed people with Stranger Things and Fallout. I, I'm not joking. It's not like, literally. You use a squirt gun, and then it makes it to where his power armor can be damaged because he's in a bumper cart thing, and it has the little thing that the bumper carts how they get their power, that little pole. That's how his power armor gets his armor, or gets his power. And yeah, you just deactivate his shielding and go, okay, cool. And then I just launched three nu mini nukes at his ass and he was dead. Well, three mini nukes that, well, technically six, because I have the big boy, which is the special mini nuke. That when you shoot one, it actually launches two. Oh, those things. Yeah, I'm yeah. surprised. Then, then I have the Merv. Which, to where, okay, so technically 12, because each mini-nuke that I shot, I was launching four. <laughs> I never managed to use the Merv and not blow myself up. 
I literally hit him with that. Um, hit him with my um, my scope. A scoped weapon, like aiming down the scope. A few times to where he fell, then ran to the opposite end and just launched and killed his ass in like three seconds. Okay. That was fun. <laughs> but yeah, apparently if you you actually have to take over all the theme park areas in Nuka World and divvy them out. There's five areas, there's three, and there's three... Um, gangs, you have to divvy out the territory between. So someone's getting fucked, right? Yeah, and as it turns out, taking After the GTA, that, and it t- turns out taking the GTA formula and uh, translating it into a into a theme park setting actually works surprisingly well. Oh dear God, yes. Call but after jokes. that, you can you can fucking take over fucking the Commonwealth. You can take over fucking cool. Like, yeah, you can take over the Commonwealth. You can, but uh, you know that kind of pisses people off. Yeah, so once I get done with the rest of the game, I'm going to go back and do that. <laughs> did did you did you bring the Raiders into the Commonwealth? Not yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. I stopped right there because I had a good feeling. I'm like, I got a feeling this is a point of no return, so I'm going to go off and do um, the vault missions. Yeah, remember, <laughs> remember, remember that? Uh, remember the black guy who runs the Minutemen? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he'll he'll be trying to kill you if you do that. So, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, I will probably lose my title as a general real fucking quick as might, soon as I might start not doing that. Do that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can kill. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm sure you can. It's just that you know that that pretty much means the Minutemen are done for you. Yeah, I, I'm going to do everything else in the game first. Then that's going to be my final, my end game shit. <laughs> um. Yeah, I so I went off off and did the vault stuff and that was interesting because I kept on pissing the overseer off by choosing the like every time you do an experiment on your vault dwellers you there's two options, a high risk, a medium risk and the we're like, for example, you have a bicycle that generates power, right? Yeah, naturally. And you have one. You have a high risk option to where it helps increase the um, stuff for uh, how much power it makes. You got another one that makes it to where um, the fuck if I know, like it does some other shit. No, I picked the joke one to where it's like, so um, I'm just going to put aroma candles and stuff and it does nothing, but it doesn't <laughs> harm the guy either. <laughs> and on each and every one, I picked the joke option just because I wanted to see the dialogue. She was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, oh God. This is serious. But yeah, like some of the things that you could have done, I uh, could have done, but didn't, was um, I could have drugged the, um, the, uh, the soda fountain with LSD to make everybody happy all the time. That's one way to do it. <laughs> Isn't that the plot of We Happy Few? <laughs> right? <laughs> Just we're all gonna take drugs and no, then be happy chocolate. and never think about sad things again. 
under penalty of torture. Under penalty of death. Right? So anyway. So what, the- what other horrible things did you do to your vault? Uh- I didn't do anything horrible other than blow up everything in it that wasn't a, wasn't human. There's oh. a lot of fucking enemies in there. Like a Merkler queen that just takes fucking forever to kill. And yeah, uh, I hate those guys. Oh, what's the fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex looking motherfuckers? The Deathclaws? Yeah. I ran into a legendary irradiated Deathclaw. I don't think you... Did you win? It took some doing. (laughs) (laughs) The first six times, no. (laughs) The last six times, though, no. No, But I came close. Um, What I did is I just didn't open up the area and claim the rest of the areas. Then built up a bunch of turrets because I figured out that trick, right? I built a bunch of heavy turrets... And just opened it and just started and just let them do the work for me. He was dead in about three seconds. Okay. I was like, if you can't beat him, cheese him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I, I've had other games I've been playing other than that weird ass fucking game that's awesome. Such as? I, I, decided, to, I decided to dust off one of. The games that under my Steam categories are listed under cheap crap. Game Cor- Corp DX. It's a simulation game to where, you know, you just make games and sort of thing, but it's it looks like it's made entirely in Flash. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And they charged money for this. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something that would be charged money for. Like, I mean, it has the DX. So- that means it's good. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the director's cut. Game's currently on sale. Uh, well, at least it was. Uh, for a buck fifty. Uh, still overpaying a little bit. <laughs> and apparently in U.S., uh, that translate. I mean, apparently in Canadian, that translates to three twenty nine. Yeah. So, basically, this in this game, you. It's very simple. Um, you recruit people to work at your game company. You produce projects. Bigger projects require bigger, more people. And you can train them. Um, as soon as you train them in one thing, they're specialized to that path. So, you know, either they're someone who does the music, they do the writing, they do the coding. Sound coding, writing, and the, or the art design. Right? Yeah, I'm looking at a trailer right now. This looks like a phone game. <laughs> yes, it does. This looks like something that you either spend 99 cents on and then just fucking play on your fucking iPhone, or do you get for free and they have just like buttloads of microtransactions? Yeah. So, um, long story short, um, the achievements in this game is why I brought it up. There's an achievement. Yes. Th- there's an achievement if you release Half-Life 3. 
Okay. Because you can name the games as you release them. What is it called? Uh, Ricochet 3. Which, that was a... Which, I'm just like, no, you guys should have just called it. Called it. It happened. It finally fucking happened. (laughs) (laughs) But you can actually, uh, like, each employee, it's just not like, you know, faceless employee, blah, blah, blah. They all have names, right? Yeah. But it's like, first name, last initial. So, I'm guessing on who they're referencing. So, you can... You can... Um... Recruit Gabe Newell, Richard Garriott, Cliff Blazinski, Todd Howard, Sam Hauser. Yep. Sid Meyer. Yep. Like basically all the big names. Um. Let's see. The guy who yeah, made Sid Tetris, Meyer, Alexei Pat, Tim Alexei Natov, I don't know how to pronounce your name, dude. Sorry. Yeah, Peter Molyneux. It goes on and on and on and on and on. Tim Schafer. Yeah. Tim Schafer. Oh, God, I love that man's games. Um. Anyways. <laughs> Shinji Mikami. That's I'm glad the- you said that because I, I was going to fuck that one up. <laughs> that game, that achievement is called Resident Devil God Within. Yeah, or like the the one for Todd Howard. Elder, Elder Oblivion, the Skyrim Fallout. <laughs> Yeah, Sam Hauser is Grand Pain Noir Bully Tennis Club. Yes. It's like, let's just. My favorite one is uh, Peter Molyneux because some of these pe- some of these games people don't even know of. Theme Fable, the Populous Keeper. <laughs> so Fable, everybody knows of. Populous, not so much. I had that on the SNES. Yeah. And then Dungeon Keeper and the theme park games. Or theme hospital. Which I think I had that one on the PS1. But yeah, that's a game I literally beat today in about four or five hours. (laughs) (laughs) Is it that short or were you just that good at it? It's just that short and the game's very breakable. Um, (laughs) It's like once you get to where you have enough people to where you can make one large game, you make so much money that you just take all your time just uh, getting rid of all the negative traits and adding all the positive traits and training everybody up. Hmm. Because it's like, yes, I know I'm not making any money, but... And beating the game is like at the end of every year, there's a uh, you get rewards. Or you, there's an award show. And the rewards actually do shit. Like, you know, you know, make it to where you don't have to pay your employees as much because they're willing to work for you for cheaper and shit like that, right? Yeah. Um, I think that one specifically, you have to have the happiest employees. Which basically turns into, okay, buy a bunch of these statues, place them around your office, they give off a radius to make your employees happier, and have it to where they crisscross and overlay to where it's just a wall of green instead of, like, yellow or red on their radius. And and you're set. So that was a fucking game that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. So, um, For another quick and short one, one of my friends bought me Shell Shock Live. 
Has anybody here played Pocket Tanks? I have uh, not. I can't say I have. Nope. Okay. Have you ever, any of y'all played Worms? Yes. Okay, so you get the gameplay. So basically, you have one tank that you control. You can move it around. You, you can move a little bit each round or each turn, and you can shoot one of your weapons. And you're kind of like figuring out the trajectory and shit. And you can... And if you hit the ground, it destroys the ground and all that good stuff. Okay, right? okay this is just straight up worms. Yeah. yeah, this is straight up worms, but before worms, there was pocket tanks and shit like that. And this is actually just pocket tanks redone. But it has online multiplayer, which pocket tanks didn't have because the internet wasn't a thing. Or as an innocuous as a thing back in like 1996. Yeah. Hell, probably even 94. Yeah. So, yeah. This became a time sink for me because I played this a lot when I was in high school and I played it because we had a a local, we had a LAN in our high school that we installed these behind the, te- this game behind the teacher's backs. Yeah. But we also had, um, I also played the hell of it in Iraq both times I was deployed because it's simple and fun, and even non-gamers can get into this. And for like the what six bucks American they're charging for this, it's amazing. Yeah, and just so I'm clear, you mean you you mean like this type of game? Because this game came out in 2015, so I can't really imagine you installing Shellshock Live onto your lane at your school. Yeah, like this type of game. Yeah, you know, but, like like the worms or pocket tanks. Like, uh, pocket tanks was the one I was referring to. But yeah, this type of game is one I have a history of, and this plays exactly like it. Including some of the bullshit weapons. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is Sterling like, Early um, Access. Yeah, um, and this this is an Early Access game, but I'm like, if they do nothing else, it's fine. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. It's essentially done. Um, but yeah, they... they they update shit all the fucking time because mainly they're just adding weapons at this point and playtesting them before they go. Okay, these are the weapons. This is the final version. Done and sent. Roll it and out. Um, but yeah, the developers are actually really good about like talking to the community, which is nice for something that's in early access. Yeah, yeah you don't get don't that really a lot. Uh, but because I even asked him, was like. This reminds me a lot of Pocket Tanks. Thanks for bringing this back. It's like, yeah, this is kind of why we, we realized that, yeah, Worms doesn't come up. Worms is kind of expensive for what it is. It doesn't have all the things that we want, and we, and it's its own little thing, and so we decided to make our own thing, and yeah. But here's some of the bullshit weapons I've found so far. First off, there's the Blunder something impronounceable that sounds German ball. It's basically a ball the size of one of your tanks that you lob, and it bounces everywhere, so it's kind of chaotic. Yeah, sounds like it. (laughs) And it does a shit ton of damage. I think it bounces like seven or eight times before it's finally done, because if you hit, because each time it does less and less damage. And, yeah. Then you have the digger, which basically just... It's a ball that you, when you shoot, wherever it hits, it bounces, and it just digs straight down. 
Then you have the builder. Same thing, but it just creates dirt going straight up. My personal favorite, which is kind of nice, is the um, airstrike. You shoot this ball that will bounce a couple of times, and then it'll call an airstrike wherever it finally stops moving. <laughs> <laughs> if you get three people a little too close to each other, you will fuck them up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Well, whenever I get some extra money, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely gonna wind up getting you guys a copy of this just for something for you guys to put around on. Because <laughs> goddamn it, it's fun. Like, you know, it's not the flashiest thing in the world. It, it doesn't have a story. It 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 just, it's pick up and play gameplay at its finest. Okay. But it, one of the, I found my favorite mode in this game, though. It's called Juggernaut. It's a, it's everybody versus this one guy. Like, say if, say if it's a, you can have up to eight people. And if it's that one guy versus the eight other people, he has 800 HP and he does a lot more damage, right? Yeah. Because he's the juggernaut. And everybody else is just normal with their 100 HP. <laughs> yeah, it's like a standard multi- like kind of standard multiplayer thing that's kind of been like popular yeah. lately. Yeah. That game can swing either way if you're too close to each other. <laughs> And, or if the guy's an asshole and he can, there's certain shots that they can hit multiple people based off the bounce, like that, like the that German sounding huge ass ball. Me and three other people got wiped out by the juggernaut with hit him shooting it because it hit me, bounced off, hit the guy behind or the guy that was two guys behind me, bounced off of him. And it destroyed him and hit me and the middle guy, wiping both of us out. And we're like, fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Bullshit! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it turns into one of those type of games where you're going to swear. A lot. So, I guess this is a time for my weekly Sonic game, apparently, now. Apparently. Which one is it this time? Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Ah, yes. One of my friends bought it for me, said I should review it. I will get around to that eventually. But I've never beaten the game before. (laughs) And I finally did. So I'm actually kind of proud of myself right now. How was it? A little better than I remember in certain ways, worse than others. Okay. The control... The controls are tight. I mean, Sonic handles like a dream. Knuckles handles great. And so does um, Tails. The level designs about halfway through, like a quarter way to the game, get a little stupid. Okay. To the point of, like, it just gets very confusing because everything's just way too busy on the screen. Uh Uh-huh. To where you, you... and it becomes way too maze-like. It was around the carnival level. Um, to where everything just gets way too goddamn busy. Mm-hmm. But, when it comes to, say, the... Like... But, right when um, Sonic... When the uh, Sonic and Knuckles part of the game... 
starts, it gets really easy all over again. <laughs> because it was originally packaged as its own game. And yeah, it's it's a fun little ride all the way through. Um, it was mainly the second half of the Sonic 3 levels that I'm just like, this is getting way too busy. This is making my head hurt. What really made my fucking head hurt are the bonus stages. Uh-huh. Where you have to get the little dots. Because every time, for some reason, it causes motion sickness with me. <laughs> like, even when I was a kid, it's just always been a thing. That just makes me feel a little, mm, mm-mm, mm-mm, nope, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why I keep a dunnage bin right next to my fucking desk. Did you say dunnage? Yes. Okay. It then. literally has the words dunnage bin printed on it, so it's not a trash can, apparently. Okay. <laughs> um. Uh, uh, after I had fun with that look, that. Blast from the past. But, which, again, it's good. It's just, I will never try to get the Chaos Emeralds again. Because <laughs> I don't feel like getting sick. <laughs> um, I played Rise of Nations Extended Edition. And went through the Alexander campaign, the Great Campaign. God, I forgot how fun RTSs are. <laughs> You say so. And, and God, I forgot how bad you can break one. <laughs> because um, I used a technique that I learned from StarCraft called a Zerg Rush. <laughs> and that's all I did. <laughs> I did not lose one round. Okay. Because what it is, it's just like, okay, let's hurry up. Because how, how it works is um, you control an area by having a city there, right? Yeah. And you can be defeated by either having all your cities wiped out or just having just your capital wiped out depending on the game mode, right? Yeah. Um, now, in an Alexander campaign, it doesn't really do it as far as upgrading technologies because you're... St- Stuck in the classical age. So you have all the technologies that the Romans and, you know, would have had. And, like, the, like, the world would have had throughout all of its cultures in that time period. So, like, towards the end of the campaign, I had, had fuckers riding elephants and shit. Yeah. And chariots just wrecking shit. But I found out the best way to beat the classical age is hurry up and progress all your technologies to max or your researches of technologies because to actually access eight different ages you actually have to upgrade it and that's a whole nother spiel even though it's on the same page um once you do that get to get to where your all your resources or maxed on how fast they can generate. Wait about two minutes and get one of your citizens to build uh, four of each type of barracks. 
and just set it to start making it until you hit your pop making people until you hit your population area, then just start just waylaying motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't know why I found it so fun, but god damn it, it was. And I spent like... Okay, Steam, tell me how long I've been playing that game. Because I'm actually curious now. Yeah, 23 hours. <laughs> Jesus. Well, each round takes can take up to an hour and a half before you lose it. And in a cam- with a campaign, you have to beat every fucking... Uh, you have to beat, um, beat a path all the way to the, uh, capital of a city, or of a, of a, um, group, then take over, and once you select that region, you go into the actual round. Uh Uh-huh. So, it's like, if you took, like, Civ and mixed it with Risk. Okay. Like whenever you're figuring out out which part of the map, it's like risk, and instead of rolling a dice, you play like a little game of civilization, and it's kind of fun. But my biggest drawback on it is, um, God, this game can be broken so easily. <laughs> but and on higher difficulties. Those tricks don't work because they start using them too. So you'll stalemate. Which sucks. Especially in the classical age when you can't build a bunch of um, missile silos and just start throwing Patriot missiles at their asses. Yeah, that sounds You don't great. want to start throwing nukes. You don't want to start throwing nukes at them because that's... Uh, that will actually cause you to lose the game if you overuse them. Yeah, come on. Who do you think? Who do you think you are, Gandhi? No, I'm pretty sure I killed him. <laughs> so this does not have the glitch that turned into a long-running feature. What? What you don't know about that in Civ, Gandhi? Why he's so fucking no. new cappy? Uh, like that? No, why? Uh, so back in the day when they were first like developing uh, Civ, uh, everybody had like an aggression kind of thing, and uh, Gandhi's mm-hmm. uh, had and Gandhi's aggression was set at zero. Yeah, and so and so you they could not piss him off. Yeah, yeah, but so then when you went to so then when you did anything that uh, reduced aggression, uh, that number looped back on itself to the highest possible value. <laughs> And then Gandhi launched nukes. That's why in every Civ game, Gandhi is incredibly violent. <laughs> Did you really not know that? No! I've, I've only played, like, Civ 3 once. I played Civ 5 once, then returned it. And I still knew that. Like, Civ just isn't my bag. I've never really got into it. I'm trying to, like, sideline the Civ by going to Rise of Nations. <laughs> that and it was on sale and the earlier Civs weren't. Well, correction, weren't as cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gandhi. They were on sale. They just weren't as cheap. Because I got the game for, like, three bucks. But yeah, Gandhi Nukin Dudes is a long-standing tradition. <laughs> yeah, his aggression is 
disaggression is set at possible thing one uh it then you then can get a thing in civilization that uh reduces aggression by two which then loops it around to the highest possible value of 250 loops it back around to one of the highest possible values of 255 <laughs> making him super aggressive and the words are robin robin williams is like i just know there's a guy in the bombay bar going yeah, I knew Gundy. He was a prick. <laughs> it's like that Weird Al movie with Ga- Gandhi is. I, I've... There was one where Ga- Gandhi was like crazy and like. Oh yeah, they it, said it, he didn't have his order, and he, he wasn't that in. U- wasn't that a bit in UHF? Yeah, that was in UHF. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. What, I just remember it's like Gandhi's like they don't have your order, and he pulls out a Tommy gun and starts shooting. <laughs> I was like, it was like Gandhi too. This time he's hey, he's had enough. Uh, yep, Gandhi too. Uh, oh god, that reminds me of a Bill Hicks bit where it's like, yeah, I need to like, watch that movie again. He, one of he these f- days. How he finds funny that so many of the uh, of the uh, members of the NRA at the time, this is like in the eighties, were like very ultra conservative Christians. It's like, what do the heck they expect when Jesus comes back? He comes back with a fucking Uzi. <laughs> <laughs> the Messiah's come back and he's pissed. People. Are, it's like, run, Depending run. on what happens, you never know. He's back and he's pissed. Fuck that peace and love shit. You ca- you're still carrying around that cross. Yeah, and this thing. You really think I want to be reminded? In the Gandhi two trailer that they had in UHF, it's being played up like a fucking black exploitation movie. Oh my god! Just the fucking like rocking guitar bit, just. Yes. It's like little It's uh, great. I have to, I have to watch that movie again mm-hmm. sometime. Yeah. Anyway, and Husband Planes that block. Uh last thing is polarity. Okay. That's an odd little duckling. <laughs> Sounds like it. I've never There's heard of Magneto it. Magneto in it. Um it is a first person puzzle game. Where you run and jump and mess with cubes. Doesn't sound like anything else I've ever played. Nope, not at all. Yeah, I've never don't don't know what you mean. <laughs> and to be fair, I, I even when I started the review, it's like I'm not going to compare this to um, any of the Portal games because it's a completely different mechanic. No, come on, as we all know, it's clearly a ripoff of Mag Runner Dark Pulse. Oh yes. Well, like, Portal's main mechanic was, like, we're going to fuck with portals. This one was, you fuck with your polarity, which is different. Because how you, you can switch your polarity from red to blue. If you're blue, and you're on, and the gate is red, you cannot walk through it. Sounds like a Karuga, except nobody's shooting at you. Yeah, but if it's laying on the floor, you can walk on it. So there's times where you have to do this crazy fucking platforming to where you'll be running to where you're on one jump, um, jump, switch, switch your polarity to go through a gate, switch it back to land and not fall to your fucking death. That actually does sound a lot like Mag Runner. Uh, Mag Runner is there's cubes and you change their polarity and then they launch themselves as magnets and whatever. And it's all as they describe it. When technology meets Cthulhu. 
Yeah, with this one, it's uh, like mechanically, it sounds similar, but the big difference is, is that you don't really change polarity of the cubes except for like in the extended uh, levels. Um, originally, this game only had 11 levels when it came out on the Ouya. <laughs> wow. I knew you would get a kick out of that. Wow. Oh, the Ouya. <laughs> it originally came out for the Ouya. Then it got re-released on Steam, and they added eleven more levels and a shitty multiplayer. Oh, you mean it came because out? In, oh, you mean it came the, out in the Ouya? Then it came out on a real video game platform. <laughs> yes. So they re-released it on Steam, and they added all this stuff. And here, and here's the thing: the, the, no, they didn't add the multiplayer. They kept the exact same multiplayer they had from the Ouya. Problem is, it's split screen, no LAN, no online network play. <laughs> is useless for a PC. Oh god, the f- I I'm look I'm just looking at this fucking Ouya. Ouya got bought by Razer last year. Really? Yeah, Ouya. Yeah, uh, Ouya uh, sold all of its software assets to Razer, and they discontinued they the Ouya last year. Did they sell the company to Razer, though? That's my big question. I'm not sure. I think it's just they just kind of. Because um, there's there's this thing in business to where a company will buy a company not for their IPs or intellectual properties or like anything, like not their software or anything. They buy it just so they can have the employees. They might have done that. I don't fucking know. So they I don't care enough. That. I do not care enough well. to look further into this because it's the fucking Ouya. Yeah, right. Yeah, I decided to do a review on this one just because, oh god, this is going to be funny. It's the fucking Ouya. How bad could it be? Um, Pretty bad. Actually, this game isn't that bad. It does have some hiccups. Though. Um, Like, a wall will not quite connect with another wall, but that only happens where you load up and not where any of the actual puzzle stuff is. Does that make sense? Like, uh, kind so of. You, so you can, like, go up to the wall, look down or up or to the left and right, and just stare into the endless abyss. Because <laughs> it looks like it was made with a Quake 2 mod. Yeah, man, the build engine, running strong. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, graphically, it's okay. I mean, it's nothing to really write home about, but it's I fun. mean, it's an Ouya. It's an Ouya. There's no Ouya. Ouya! The fact that it's mildly okay is probably a, a crowning achievement to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like this. Yeah, apparently, this was one of the best games on that platform. <laughs> and oh. the game's okay, but you're overpaying unless you get it on sale. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's enough to like, you know, put around on. None of the levels are broken. Everything's, if anything, I thought it was a little too fucking easy. You know? Not really, but okay. Like, like, like say I'd go in, look around to assist my situation and I know exactly what to do in like 10 seconds. Oh, okay. There wasn't me. 
I didn't have to interact with my environment to figure out what was happening. I could just look at it and go, oh, they want me to do this. I mean, they could have made it interesting by making it to where in order to carry a cube with a red or blue polarity, you had to be that polarity. Otherwise, you'd just fucking destroy them and they'd respawn at their original spawn point. But no, they didn't do that. You can be whatever fucking polarity you want to be while you're hearing the fucking things. Okay. So, it was a good start. It's a decent game, but it kind of like it's kind of like a most teenagers in high school they just don't know what to do to themselves it's sad <laughs> okay so anything else then yeah but that's it <laughs> alright then cool another uh, playing then on to news so first up uh, uh Naughty Dog has officially announced The Last of Us Part 2 I want it. I want it now. This was announced at the PSX uh, this past couple weeks, uh, this past month or whatever. I don't fucking know. But yeah, it. Uh, so far we oh. have a trailer of it which just shows uh, a slightly older Ellie and a slightly older Joel. Bunch of dead bodies. Some acoustic guitar playing. Some southern twang. So, so you know, the usual fare. Yeah, Last of Us. Yeah. And uh, from what I've heard of, like, uh, speculation and stuff, uh, probably going to be playing as Ellie for most of the game. Which makes sense, because, you know, it's older, and Joel was already fucking, like, 50 or 60 or something in that first game. He was pretty long in tooth in the first one. Yeah, he was the world's oldest murderer right now. <laughs> yeah, now we got Ellie, who was the world's youngest murderer. You know... The one thing I can say about the first Last of Us, I didn't mind having Ellie as a companion character. The thing was, I've heard a lot of people talk about this, uh, you know, after release. But uh, yeah, she was not really, uh, she wasn't really a factor in gameplay. She was mostly there as like a narrative beat, which was fine. But yeah, just having her just run up into the fucking face of enemies or zombies or whatever and just having her just do like nothing to them it's, I'm, I'm gonna run up at you and then you will not see me so it doesn't affect the gameplay in any way any meaningful way I get where people come from with like that complaint but yeah, she was fine in that first game yeah like but the thing is is the exact opposite I'd rather deal with that than the exact opposite yeah ha- which, have which some is, fucking just where it's like she, I'm getting game overs because she's getting herself killed. Yeah, it's kind of like a uh, Resident Evil Four thing of just you put her in a fucking box and leave her there until you until you need her. Nah, fuck that. Uh, I, I'm fine with what they did because even with leaving the box, I would forget her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, like, that's oh, fair. Oh yeah, that bitch. That's <laughs> fair. <laughs> I know me well enough. I like I I'd forget my freaking head if it wasn't attached. Yeah. So anywho, uh, other stuff announced at PSX. Uh, they announced uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. New what? MVC game uh, coming to platforms. Probably probably PlayStation platforms. 
Uh, and yeah, so they showed off a trailer. Uh, it had some early gameplay of Iron Man and Captain Marvel versus Ryu and Mega Man X. Wait, X? Yep, yep. X. They're using X? Yep, they're using X. That's my favorite. Yes. Okay, I was not sure where you're going with your increasingly louder que- re- uh, reiterations of the question. I was going to be like, X, how dare it not how dare it be X and not regular Mega Man? No, I'm excited because uh, the Mega Man X series was my favorite. Like, out of all the different ones, that the X series were my favorite games. I mean, I want Battle Network Mega Man, but I know that's never happening. So, Oh, you know. fuck no. <laughs> <sighs> because, no offense, like, even though it is a good game, and I will give you that, you're kind of in the minority on the fandom on that one. Uh... Ah, uh, yes, it's a, it's a sad, it's sad to be a Battle Network fan. But it's a good fucking game. It just oh, well, didn't... at least we got six games out of it, even if some of them aren't so good. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> Marvel's Capcom Infinite is going to be coming to PS4, presumably, uh, in 2017. Apparently it's very heavy on the movie characters and not very heavy on the X-Men and Fantastic Four. Oh no, why would it be? Because Marvel, yeah. Marvel doesn't Marvel doesn't own the rights to X Men, so the mutants can go fucking die in a hole. Well, I mean, it has the rights to X Men. It's just that the Inhumans yeah, they use them the more money. The Fox Inhumans gets, so are they might as well not the Inhumans are where it's at, man. If you need a fucking subjugated class of people who are discriminated against because they are different with their powers and whatever, you think the Inhumans? Now, um, this is the tricky part. Marvel does own the rights to X-Men and all the characters we're in when it comes to video games. Just yeah, not the movies. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what no, I'm talking it's, about. It's just it's 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 a it's clearly just to keep from promoting the rival movies. Yeah, they, they don't have the yeah. film rights, that's so fuck those it. guys. You know what we need? We need they, a fucking they, black movie. I mean, they Bolt could movie. freely use them. They just choose not to. They but, in the comics, they they actually stopped making Fantastic Four comics just because they were pissed that Fox wouldn't sell them back the rights. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, or like or what the uh, what mutants are going through right now with the Terrigen Mist fucking killing them. Yeah, it's like oh no, now mutants are infertile again. Great. It, oh no, it's not just that the Terrigen Mist. Giving like them fucking before, X, X pox or something. Be- yeah, uh, M pox before. Like, if they got hit with it, they would just become overpowered and fucking pass out. It wouldn't kill them. Now it just gives them this crazy fucking disease. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's stupid. And Magneto's a good guy, kinda. He's leading his own team of X-Men. I'm being serious about that. He's gonna be leading his own team of X-Men soon? Yeah. Yeah, I am so confused. Let's just be happy they didn't remove the X-Men from the comics entirely. Well, they are in hell. I mean, there's still some mutants, though. Yeah. They didn't just, like, you know, retcon them to not exist anymore. Uh, no, but they are retconning... Oh, no, because people would be pissed. They are retconning some of their mutants, so they're not mutants anymore. No. Yeah. That's because... Like, like Squirrel think, Girl. Um, what were they? Um, uh, Pro- House of M? After all that happened, there are only, like, less than 100 mutants left? 102, I think, or 107 or something. Yeah, it was like somewhere in the ballpark of 100. And it's like, yeah, that probably happened because of the Fox Marvel dicketry. Maybe. Anyway. But anyways. Back to, back to, back to, back to video games. Uh, also revealed the PSX. Uh, we got our first look at the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. 
which is the HD uprising re-release and whatever remake of Crash Bandicoot, Crash Bandicoot 2, Cortex Strikes Back, and Crash Bandicoot Warped. They're doing that a lot lately. Yes, they are. Let's just do a HD recollection of games that have already been done. Yep. Well, the thing is, is I'm actually going to probably wind up buying it for just one reason only. What's that? I mean, if it's if it's actually a playable copy. I've only played the demo of the second one. I haven't played any of them. Yeah, so uh, looking at it, it is... I kind of kind of need to get that off my list. Yeah, looking at it, it is pretty much uh, gameplay and uh, like level design and everything. It looks basically unchanged. The only thing that's changed is the art style, which is, you know, more updated. Yeah, they they don't have to do a lot of the restrictions that they did. Yeah. With art style, because it could only render so much, so the game was constantly fucking loading. Yeah, but That's this... the reason for that weird-ass angle. Yeah, so that'll, that'll be coming next year to PS4. Also, Yay. Uh, coming next year to PS4, and Vita, because the Vita still exists. It does, I have one right here. Is Windjammers. What the fuck's a Windjammer? What, what is that? So a Windjammer, <laughs> a Windjammer was a game released by Data East on the Neo Geo back in 94, and it is oh, geez, a Neo Geo. Yeah, that's, and it is a, a competitive a frisbee game. Oh god, I know this game. Holy shit. Yes, you do. A competitive Actually, frisbee game on the Neo no, Geo. We had an arcade that yeah. had this. Yeah, it was also arcade and stuff. Uh and yeah, so it is you are on like a court. There are six playable characters, and then what you have to do is you have to try to ba- uh, throw a frisbee, uh, bouncing it off walls and stuff, into the enemy net, into like the other player's net. Uh, if you get it in uh, special areas, it's worth five points. Other areas, just worth three. So it's basically soccer, except with frisbees bouncing off walls. No, kind no, of, it's more like it's 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 like you top got gun. power ups and shit. It's crazy. It, it's like a Top Gun volleyball scene. Yeah, but with frisbees. You got power ups and stuff, and it's just over the top because it's arcadey as hell. Yeah, uh, it started getting uh, some resurging interest uh, this past year because of Giant Bomb. Mm-hmm. Giant Bomb was talking about Windjammers for a while with pretty much everybody. Just to get fucking Sony dudes up on stage like, yo, dude, Windjammers. Like to get fucking Dave Lang on there. Yo, dude, Windjammers. <laughs> but yeah, so now it is officially coming out on PS4 and PS Vita with online play. So it so it's Windjammers. Uh, it looks like it, it looks like you know, like Windjammers did, but you know a bit more, but a bit more high res. And yeah, it's just Windjammers. If you're into Windjammers, get your fucking frisbees and sunglasses ready, dogger. Bro, dude. Uh, speaking of weird ass things, it was also announced at PSX that. We're getting a sequel to Knack. What? Yes. I didn't even think it sold well enough to get one. It did not. Then why did they make one? uh, They want to take another knock at Knack. Yeah, it also probably helps that the guy who originally made it is is the producer on... was the producer on the PS4 and Vita as well as lead architect. So he has a bit of pull at Sony, probably. Oh, 
Yeah. Probably. Yeah, so the game so for those who don't remember, uh the original game, original Knack, was a PS4 launch title that didn't do great. Yeah, I mean it it looked like they just think it mainly felt like a tech demo. Yeah. Um it's probably with what all it was. how it was with all of the um like every commercial just showed off like the particle physics and shit. Yeah, the, I don't even know what the fucking game is about, and I was a fucking huge Sony fanatic at the time, and I couldn't get any information. Yeah, so the game is about a little robot uh, named Knack, who is able to basically use like elements in the environment to make himself bigger. Uh, Mark Cerny, uh, again, lead, lead architect and producer on the PS4 and Vita, uh, made Marvel Madness, uh, was the, and was the director of the game. Uh, described it as a little bit like Crash Bandicoot and a little bit like Katamari Damacy. That actually sounds really fucking fun. (laughs) Yeah, so now we're getting a sequel to that. You ready for that shit, dog? You ready for fucking the most amount of fucking environmental physics objects that a fucking PS4 can render? Let's go. I'm ready. I, now, here's on. my question: Will I have? Will there be a DLC for the PS Pro people, to where they can get even bigger? Since technically, you should be able to get bigger. What'll probably happen? What'll probably happen is the game will run fine on the Pro, and then run like hot garbage in the PS4 proper. But they said they wouldn't do that. Yeah, man. They lied. Oh, honey. They lied. Yeah, haven't you seen any fucking shit about the goddamn Last Guardian? Oh no, what happened last week with listening all the shit that KG and Afune went through was bad enough. <laughs> anyway. I'm uh, like, really? He went through all of that and still finished the game? Huh. Yep, yeah, uh, Steven Totillo of Kotaku was also reporting that Parappa the Rapper, Patapon, and Loco Roco were getting a high resolution PS4 remasters. Parappa the Rapper? Yep. Huh. Surprised people still care about that. Uh, Gotta believe. People will care about everything. I suppose that's true. Okay. So- okay. You, you know. You know. Rule thirty four. Yes, I know rule thirty four. There's. Okay, I'm going to make an addendum to rule thirty four, or let's let's call this one of uh, rule one hundred one hundred and one, because what? I think there's uh, S- somebody cares about it somewhere. It was like, if it exists, there's a fandom for it. Yep. Even if that fandom is just one person. Yep. Yep. There's some guy hanging out in a fucking hotel somewhere who just saw that news and going, fucking yeah, Loco Roco. And everyone just stared at him. No, no, then some, one of the fucking concierge was like, uh, sir, could you please uh, keep it down? We've got noise complaints. It's like, but dude, Loco Roco. It's like, do you know, do I need to call the cops? Are you on drugs? What, what the, the hell Loco Roco? What the hell is a Loco have Roco? You been, oh. I, have you been drinking four Locos? Oh, you're one of those fuckers, aren't you? Security. And what security comes in is like, Loco Roco, you like that game? Oh, you're trouble. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go. I mean, if you were excited about Patapon, then maybe, but Loco Roco, fuck you. It's like, you know, Space Channel 5, I'd go with that, but come on. Yeah, so anyway, uh, then final thing for PSX, uh, well, at least that I found in my perusing some news is, uh, there is, uh, Donnie Dog is also announced on top of Last of Us Part 2. 
uh, a new standalone story chapter uh, for Uncharted called The Lost Legacy, which will be featuring Chloe Frazier and Nadine Ross. Chloe Frazier. Yeah, Chloe Frazier was introduced in Uncharted 2. Uh, she is Claudia Black. She's been around for a while. And then Uncharted, and then, um, Nadine Ross was introduced in Uncharted 4. She's the one that I believe everybody started freaking out about when it found when it was uh, announced that uh, Laura Bailey was going to be playing a black character. Oh, what a shock! Mm. Yeah, everybody's what, like, what "Oh, a my- sin against the uh, you know." He's like, "Oh my god, a white person's playing a not a white person." How dare! Yeah, when they? it comes, to, when it comes to voice acting. Uh, I'm sorry. It's whoever, whatever voice fits the character. Period. Yeah, she also did motion capture for it, but yeah, everyone does that. Yeah, yeah. But still, that that's that actually just adds to the performance because at that point you're just capturing the acting and rendering it in. Yeah, because they they have to reskin like the guy who plays Nathan Drake does not look like Nathan Drake. Nope. Yeah, not really. Not a fucking all. He <laughs> is. A bit more of a dad. Like Especially in the gut. Uh, well I I'm gonna say that he's a he's a little bit more um um domesticated. <laughs> like horribly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Another for news. Okay. All the new releases, uh so this week, uh Stardew Valley coming to PS4. Just now? Yep. Uh, we're get, we're getting wow. Super Mario Run, the Mario Infinite Runner for iPhone and iPad. Uh, that. I wonder when that's going to come over to Android. Uh, maybe never. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, the latest installment in the Don Bradman Cricket series. What the fuck is that? Uh, watch I feel, I feel, Bomb. I feel like you're really reaching for the bottom of the barrel here. Yeah, uh, next week is The Walking Dead, uh, New Frontier. The first episode okay, of season three. Okay, now we're out of the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> and then nothing else. Yeah. Until January. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like right now, is you're in the last few weeks of people buying Christmas fucking... Yeah, the holiday season. Christmas presents for their kids. The holiday season has basically like, come and passed. They're not going to release anything on the week of Christmas. Christmas shopping is over by then. Yeah. Yeah. Now... The first week of January is an excellent time because then there's like, hey, I got these fucking gift cards for, you know, Steam and stuff. Let's buy some shit. Uh, yeah, look, looking at it, the only thing uh, coming out in January that is of note that we'll be talking about on the podcast is nothing. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> well, like, Again, like, like, the like, HF right clip where he opens a box, you win nothing. Like, like as of right now, uh, the only things that seem to be of any kind of note is uh, the physical release of fucking Skullgirl's second encore for PS4 and a new Hatsune oh, Miku wow. game. Oh, wow. Yay. But anyway. We're really, yeah, we're really hitting the bottom of the barrel here. Yep, but thankfully the show's over now. So thank y'all for joining us. Uh, we'll be back in 2017 with a brand new episode of the DestroProds.com video games podcast. Uh, we will be back with the next episode on January 10th. Uh, from the 18th to the 31st, we are going to be taking that time off. Uh, we'll still be doing uh, Let's Watches as part of Christmas Horror Month 2. 
maybe like a spotted article or video here or there, but in terms of like regular production, that is going to be put on hold until 2017, at which point we'll be coming back full force on the week of January 1st. Uh, we'll be wrapping up the regular run news, baby reviews, podcasts, uh, all kinds of bullshit for this week. And yeah, but a lot of stuff. I'm dead. And Alex, happy holidays. I'm the Black Bob. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And we'll see you guys in 2017.